I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Eddie Moore as a Jeff Hurst. Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones. A Paolo Dicario. West Ham United. We celebrate our victories. We stick together in defeat. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is season... 10 it is episode 19 where have the episodes gone back tonight it's a tuesday not a monday so the booches obviously have things on but do you know what they never miss a podcast they never miss an episode uh canning town len uh i don't think you've missed one since you've joined us in june uh where are you what are you doing lenny boy doing a podcast are you in the living room stroke studio stroke workshop Excellent, excellent. Have you left your house? How many times have you left your house during lockdown, Lynn? Well, I'll leave me house to see my mum because she's in me. What is it called? A social bubble, bubble or something? Support bubble, yeah. 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 And what will you be doing? The, the lockdown ends tomorrow uh, or, or midnight tonight if you want to do it. How will you be celebrating lockdown? Well, I, I'm definitely going to the boozer on Thursday and I'll probably have a preview. Oh, you're going to have a substantial came. meal. I hope you're going to have oh, a substantial meal, Lynn. Oh, I always have a substantial meal. <laughs> Very substantial at times. Mm, well, I, I'm going to be celebrating by getting my hair cut tomorrow. Oh, uh, also, yeah, yeah, why oh, not okay. celebrate Turkish barbers? They also, by the way, and I'm, you, you probably don't want to hear this, they also sort of put wax in your ears, inside your ears and around your ears and up your nose and then pull it out as well. It's all part of the service. Nice. Anyway. It's not a beauty podcast. Uh, also back, like a bad penny, is uh, Nigel Shedman. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my shed. Shedman. Shedman. Let's, let's let it run the whole way because the Shedman. booch is on. Is this is going to be long. Could be. I've got about 10 uh, things on the running order. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Could be Welcome, that, yeah. How will you celebrate the end of lockdown? Oh, what lockdown? There ain't been a lockdown. 
it's, you know, life has gone on. I've still done everything. Well, you haven't gone to the do. pub. You haven't gone to a restaurant unless you... Well, no, um, that is true. I haven't been to a pub. So... Uh, you in town as that sort of pub lock-in. Yeah, I'll go once a week after work. And then normally on a Sunday, we might have a Sunday dinner in the local pub. Um, so I'll probably partake probably at the weekend. Um, All right. I, I don't know. Actually, no, tell a lie. We're, we're working tomorrow, going up by train. I'm in, I'm in Trafalgar Square tomorrow around that area. So I may uh, go and have a beer after work. You know, you said you may have a Sunday dinner in the pub. Yeah. Do you know that's why the pub carvery was set up? So you could cheat the Sunday drinking hours that used to sort of, you could you could bridge that. Well, the Sunday, I, I mean, the Sunday drinking hours, that thing, I actually think that, that, that that's how it should be. I think they should have 12 till 2, shut the pub till 5, and then open again. I know a lot of people would think, but I prefer the old... The old days. Then again, yeah. I would have preferred half day first. Good fearing well. man. Yeah, it's like good man. Um, good. Um, I'll, I'll tell a little COVID story before we get into football. And oh, it's not cheery. But I, I was gonna, I was gonna talk to the papers about this. But I'm gonna tell you, you, you two, and the eight listeners. Sorry, nine listeners instead. So this morning, I woke up to an alert on my phone from the NHS app saying, "You've come into close contact." with someone who's got COVID, you need to isolate for 12 days. I thought, no, I haven't. I would know, because lately I, I haven't been to work. I've been working from home. I've only come in contact with my kids. I would know if they've had COVID and, and the missus and our kids. None of them have got COVID. So I'm thinking, well, there has to be a problem with this. So the missus gets an alert as well. You have to self-isolate for 12 days. And I'm thinking... But we don't know anyone that has got COVID. How how can this be? There's, you know, no one at work. There's no one in our family. No, we haven't been to the supermarket. We haven't been to shops. We haven't been to pubs. We haven't been in anyone's house. How can we have come in contact? Does anyone know why I got an alert to self-isolate? No. The next door neighbours have come down with COVID, right? All of them. All four of them, right? Right. The App works on Bluetooth and works out how far you away, right? My okay. bedroom with the missus is next to their bedroom. So their phones must be a, you know, although there's a massive great big brick wall, they must be less than five feet apart when they're charging overnight. And that is the reason I got an alert saying I must self-isolate. Now, I'll tell you now, I'm not self-isolating because I haven't come in contact with them. They live in another house. We've got no shared communal things. I haven't been out the house. What? Your neighbours the... live in another house? Yeah. Cool. Funny, you so rich people neighbor. out in Surrey, I'll tell you. No, you should have <sighs> No, this is, this is a sort of townhouse, so the, oh. the, but, but there's, a, there's a connecting wall. Sorry, and it, for you, it's an out-of-town house. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I'm wrong in saying there is no, that this is a false positive? No, I don't think you're wrong. You've got to self-isolate. Yeah. You've got to do what the app I'm, says. I'm, 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 I might regret saying this because the COVID police might be at me going, oh, no, if the app tells you to to um, isolate, you know. Well, but I don't know where it came from, and I haven't been in contact with it. boyfriend have gone down with it um, sort of last Who, your week. sister? Yeah, oh, really? They live with my mum. Um, oh. 
Yeah, and she 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 wasn't well last year, and um, mm. so she sort of needs to be careful. But she got a test, and she's all right. There's a lot of it around. Anyway, it's not a medical yeah. podcast. It's not a. Uh, but just be aware if you do get a, an alert, check your neighbours because, uh, as I say, uh, that I have not been in the neighbour's house. There's no communal stuff that I could touch, and yet. Uh, through the walls it's saying i could have caught covid anyway let's talk we won a game the third back-to-back game we are fifth in the premier league we are in european places champions league here we come oh Um, (laughs) lenny boy let's let's talk to uh with you uh, with you about the uh the villains um beating them at the london stadium what what did you make of it oh do you know what I didn't enjoy the game at all. Yeah, I, I dis- agree. Oh, did you not enjoy it either? No, I hated not it. Just the start of the play, but I had an underlying feeling that we were going to get robbed by that awful, awful referee. And yeah. would you know it, Villa are the ones that got robbed. How about that? Although I did read he was born in Merseyside, uh, but someone said he was a boyhood... Um, it was on Twitter, so it's probably not true. He was a boyhood Villa fan, but uh, early on, some of the decisions went our way but I, I don't see how he can be a Villa fan if he was born in Liverpool no uh, a lot of this there was a lot of bad decisions that went both ways every time I mean we conceded two free kicks outside our, our area that didn't look like fouls to me and when we did foul people it didn't blow up for the foul and vice versa they were diving on the battle place he lost control of the game Agree. It was a terrible, what, terrible referee. Take us through the big decisions, right? So early goal, nice, always nice for a game. Yeah. Um, we came out the blocks. Well, no, let's let's go back even a step. Actually, let's talk about that strange decision of starting Antonio instead of Allaire. You know, we always say he doesn't change a winning team. He's a creature, uh, um, a creature of habit, and he proved us wrong. What What did you make of the, the well, starting lineup with the one change? I thought, really, um, I was for the change because he's our best striker, Antonio. So I think you've got to be happy that your best striker's back. In the first minute or so, he proved why he's back because he hassled the keeper that contributed to the goal. Um, He didn't look too fit after about 15 minutes, did he? So, I mean, at least we didn't have to wait around for the substitutions to happen. Uh, I'm not sure. I must have missed Masuako's Masuako's contribution because I certainly think that um, Masuako is better in that position than Benrahma because he he didn't look like he had any difference. I think Masuako had an off day. uh, And I'd like to think, whether I'm wrong or right, that uh, it was always planned for Mickey only to have 45 minutes yeah, and then replaced him with Alaire. Yeah. And I'm um, kind of glad he did because it all worked out right in the end. Yeah. Good good goal by uh, Oggy. Yeah. Yeah, well he, taken. He, he comes up well for, for corners. He's yeah, a, he does. A, a better goalward header than, than Declan. He can't seem to get him down enough. Yeah. Most of his go over. So I was pleased about that. Other than that... Equaliser. I'm trying to remember the equaliser. Um, the deflection from Grealish. Yeah, don't start me on Grealish. They did have a lot of the play, didn't they? 
despite the diamond. They did. They looked good. I mean, unlike um, Sheffield United, I, I thought Villa looked good. Mm. Um, but, um, so, uh, 2-1. Um, obviously, uh, again, you know, <laughs> if you could miss it. If, if, if we were at the London Stadium... And I know what Nigel's like, usually late into his seat. He would have, and late back from half time, he'd have missed both goals. Well, certainly the Booches would have done. They're always late back into their seat. Um, what was it, 45 seconds after the restart? Yeah. Um, Bimrama, immediate contribution. I think Alaire had a little bit of a contribution. And of course, Bowen um, putting it home. Yeah. Uh, good with the, the, the ball. Ben Rama and um, well Ben Rama, but without the ball, um, quite a concern. I don't understand why he's playing on the left hand side. I think it's number ten or nothing for Ben Rama. Really, you mm-hmm. got to give, give him. He cannot come come back. Was uh, I mean, I, I wasn't enjoying that at all watching him. No, and I don't want to go and, hard on my own player. I want to support my player, so I don't want to see him defending too much. I think as the game went on, you just saw. Villa coming back into it and yeah you know then, then we're fast forward because I want to give Nigel something to talk about but we obviously had the penalty penalty for you for, for me yeah. was it a penalty um oh with the tug on the shirt yeah yeah um tug on the shirt. I, I mean I suppose you got to say yes really I mean it was soft I don't think he pulled him down but I mean that happened no. all that happened all night, didn't it? I, I, it weren't a penalty for me, but I'm sure we'll get Nigel's view in a minute. And finally, let's just touch on VAR. I know Nigel's going to have a view on this all right. uh, and probably take me to task. But um, obviously, they missed the penalty. Um, you know, and thank God, you know, my heart sunk when the penalty. I thought, no, we can't be lucky enough for someone to fluff it again and they hit the, the crossbar. And then it, late in injury time, you just know it. You just knew it. And... and I had a delayed stream and I turned my notifications back on because I wanted to know when the game ended. And unfortunately, or fortunately, the 2-2 came up before the goal and I'm going, shit. But but also, I got ahead of my stream, the decision on, on VAR had been overturned. Um, what what what? Um, we're going to hear from Nigel in a minute. What was your view on the whole VIR debacle that ended with a 2-1 win for the Hammers? Just, just a complete shambles in so many ways. A complete shamble in so many ways. I mean, firstly, he's fouled. Uh, Ogbonna's fouled him. And it, it looked like a bit of a foul uh, in real time. He's pushed him forward that's made it made him offside. And then I'm not convinced he was offside either. Okay, you can draw the lines and up there on the arm. It's not... He still beat his man. It's not... Uh, offside shouldn't really come into play. Um, I'll take it because uh, I, I'm a big fan of the phrase that cheats never prosper, and I, I thought yeah. Villa were verging on on cheating, really. Um, although it was a shambles, I need I want to see the rules simplified if we're keeping VAR. I've got nothing against VAR per se, really, but we need to go back to sort of some sensibilities in the rules because it's just a joke. It was, you know, a wrongly overturned goal. Okay. Well, let's bring in, uh, he's been very patient, Shepman. He has. 
Shepman. All right. Villa. Win. Yes. Discuss. Oh, where do we start with this one? Well, start. Well, start. Good start. To be fair, uh, off the blocks, pretty quick. Nice early goal. We think, oh, that's good. That will settle us down. But then we didn't really get into any rhythm, did we? Um, whether that was it was a strange move, I thought. Uh, normally, Moyes is picks if he's winning team, he, he sticks with the winning team. He's gone against that and um, brought Antonio back into the fold. Obviously, you know, you can say he didn't look fit, he didn't look ready, but for whatever reason, you know, perhaps the setup of the players they've been used to playing with Haller up front and had perhaps gone away from what they used to do when um, playing with Antonio that used to work. And perhaps the rest of the team weren't, um, you know, in tune with what Antonio does. So there's two ways of looking at it. But at the end of the day, it wasn't working, was it? Grealish's goal, he did well. Good shot. Obviously, the deflection, I think, helped him. Um, Perhaps, you know, Fabianski would have got to it. But that is football. And then you get into the second half, another good start. We go 2-1 up. And then just to ask you about the first half, though, did, did, did you not find it was a little bit boring? Uh, I didn't watch the film, by the way, for anyone asking. But didn't you find it was sort of, we went one up and we sort of parked the bus and tried to hold no, on to I the lead? I don't think we parked the bus. I think, actually, is that whether we, I think we underestimated Aston Villa. Uh, you know they've been playing. They've been playing some good football. They had a bad result last week against Brighton, which was a bit of a strange one. You know they're up the top of the table with us. They're only a couple of points behind us now. They were above yeah. us. You know, so they've been playing well. It's not the Aston Villa of last season, to be fair. So, therefore, I wouldn't say we parked the bus. I think we were. I think we call it hanging on. Hanging on, I like that. Yeah, rather than parking the bus. I don't think we deliberately set out. Parking the bus is when you deliberately set out to defend. I don't think we did that. I just didn't think we got the grips with the way Villa was playing. That so let me let me talk about the stat attack before you talk about the second half, because I think it's really interesting to put it into context. Uh, Villa had, remember we're playing at home, Villa had 66% of the possession to our 34. Villa had 16 shots, six of them on target. We had just six shots, two on target. Obviously, those two shots went in. Um, very, very economical, weren't we? Yeah, very economical. And, and um, you know, considering the amount of possession and, and shots on target we had. Um, and, and for once, I'm hoping you're going to agree, um, he, he changed things around at half time. He's, you know, differing Dave often leaves it to the last minute, but you weren't mucking around then, you know, bringing in a lair and... And Ben Rama on um, had immediate effect, really, for you to start now in the second half. Yeah, so uh, I mean, you possibly might have expected one to do, you know, to do changes. Two it's of them. Of it's it's yeah. characteristic. I mean, this, is the, this is the man who, who, at one point, when he could have made five substitutions, struggled to make one. Yeah, I know. And, and here he is making two after forty-five minutes. So, but obviously, I think that showed the frustration that perhaps Moyes had with the team in the way they were playing. Um, 
I, I, he I don't bollocked know them you... the first half, apparently. He bollocked them and said yeah. the first half, even though it was still 1-1, was not good enough and not what he expected. I think he was... And he was disappointed. Yeah, a bit harsh on Masuaku. There was a host, like, you know, three or what four. What did Masuaku do in the first half? Well, what did a lot of the other players do? I what did Fournals do? I didn't think Rice had a great game either. I thought, you know, no, well, Rice I, didn't to, have his best game. I mean, looking at it, I don't really think many people cover themselves in glory. But, you know, we we go up. Ben Rama, even Ben Rama, Ben Rama comes on, sets up the goal. Can't really think of what else he did. So yeah. after one minute, you know, he's, his job's done. His job's done. But then... For the other 45 plus five minutes of injury, or 44 plus five minutes of injury time at the end, didn't really see a lot of him affecting play. But then again, we won the back foot again a lot. Mm. I, did, I mean, Grealish. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk about cheating. I yeah. mean, I've just written That's about That's what Grealish. I was getting to. So the, 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 the thing about Grealish is. It, it, this is the the boy's got got proper talent. He's 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 not a luxury player, you know. He is someone that can change a game at the flick of a switch. Sort of like he's, he's a, he reminds me a lot of like Gaza in the in the way that he plays, and he can he can drive from midfield and come up with a goal. But what where where he lets himself down. Bearing in mind he wants to play for England regularly and he wants England fans to love him as much as Villa fans is, that nonsense and diving. And, you know, and not diving, as you say, I call him, he's a cheat. If Villa, that free kick he got, you know, he gets kicked on, on, on the left knee or he gets kicked, I think, on the right knee, goes down holding the left knee. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever way around it is. That's cheating. He buys himself a free kick. If Villa had scored that free kick, what's the difference between that and Maradona's and a God? Because what, what and what he's doing is, and the thing that I get annoyed with is because we've all complained about diving for years. That the the one t- group of people, the body that don't come out and say anything about it is the PFA. Because what Grealish is doing now is cheating his fellow professionals. Well, retrospectively, he should be. Didn't they do that with Bamford? Well, they've done it. With, you know, Lanzini is the only player to be banned for simulation. Mm. Yeah? Well, but yeah. then, you know, you can see, everybody can see, you know, every, you know, Sky Sports picked up on it. Talk sport, I think we're talking about it this morning, about Grealish's going over and the way he's done it. And it Did you hear what Dean Smith said post-match? Well, I, I know he wasn't happy with some of the stuff said on the bench. I don't know who that bloke he was will. that got booked playing for West Ham. Um, I, but at the end of the day, if a member of West Ham's bench has called him a diver and a cheat, well done the way West Ham bench. Well, it's Kevin Nolan. Oh, Kevin Nolan. Well, Kevin Nolan didn't get booked, though, did he? They booked, Who was that geezer they booked for West Ham? Who got booked with John Terry? That was Nolan, wasn't it? No, the old geezer with grey hair. Okay, yeah, him, yeah. Who's, who is he? Who John? is he? I, mean, I assume it's not Alan Irvine, was it? I didn't no. see a picture of him. It was Alan Irvine? I don't know who he was. 
Some said it was Rusty B. No. No. It's Gage um. Radio. Sorry, that's the code. Gage Rad Gray here. I don't know. You'd have to show me the picture. And, oh, I'll send uh, you. Uh, that's because, a story. Yeah, well, there you go, Sean. <laughs> I'm sure you were. Obviously, you must have been. But hang on. I, I mean, I've written a story uh, about this, funny enough. At the end of the day, right, you, you saw there was a row and, and Nolan was involved. He was right, wasn't he? Yeah, no, if, that's yeah. If, if, if he's, he's a cheater and a diver, you know, and he, he uh, this is what this is what um, Dean Smith said. One of their members of staff was calling Jack a diver and a cheat. I'm not that's, having that. David really? Moyes said he would deal with it. Well, I would say David Moyes was questioned in his post match, and he basically said, "Oh well, now with TV coverage without crowds, you sort of can hear what goes on in normal match day stuff." Yeah. In other words, he didn't answer, and he was not going to deal with it. But I, well, I, no, I, but, I make I make this grey-haired man and Nolan right. He's a diver and a cheat. Yeah, so what's Smith yeah. moaning about? And if he wants an apology, he can stuff it up. Well, shove the, the it up thing you've got to look at is that every manager is going to come out and back their player. Because it, it, if Dean Smith come out and had a go at his players publicly, you know, it don't do him no favours. Like, because well, he's got to manage that group. It. So, you know, the days yeah. of Brian Clough you know, type figures managing football clubs are long gone where he would come out and if one of his players was crap, he would he would say it publicly, you're crap. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but true. that, you know, or he's cheat, he's a dive or, or whatever. Do you know what I said? And this is terrible that we're agreeing so early on in the podcast, but in my article, which you won't have read, um, I actually say he's a talented guy. He doesn't need to cheat, yeah. does he? No. no. You know, at Grealish, I would love to have Grealish in the team, but now I'm put off and going, well, he's... It's a cheat and a diver. You know, yeah. expect that from Salah. No. I don't know, expect that from Grealish. He doesn't need to. I, well, I, the, and the, the thing is, it's the, the, the only people that can lead this is the players. Yeah. Because what, what Grealish is doing, Grealish goes some place for England. Yeah, he's going to have Declan Rice next to him. He's cheating Declan Rice's football team. Yeah. That's what he's doing. And until the PFA come out... A bit- we are talking about football a bit too much on the cheese podcast. <laughs> well, I know, but until the PFA come out and condemn as as an organisation, the players condemn people like that, then nothing will happen because what they're doing is they just get away with it because the excuses are being made. It's, well, it's we're all we're, we're all. I thought, look, Villa, I, Villa. I thought it was a boring game. Villa had the upper hand, but they're cheats. Boring day. And I well, thought, no, I thought no, they no, were pretty do- dirty as well. Really? I think they were dirty. No, I don't. I don't. You it, don't think they were dirty? No, I think there was a bit of both about teams. You know, we 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 did clatter a few of their players, and they clattered. I I didn't think it was a dirty game or whatever. I think Villa. I think we were. You know, at the end of the day, we were lucky. I'm not saying Villa were all done by. You know, we got away with it. You ask him. Well, that's that's three games we've got lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah I tweeted it. Last so night. let's move on. That's so, before the penalty and then VAR. Right. Please. So the penalty is a penalty. He's pulled his shirt. Oh, slightly, so, very no, soft. No, 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 Come no. on. But it don't matter. That that is a free. Are you kick a secret villain, outside. No, that is a free kick outside the oh, box. Sometimes I, you're so fair and so fair-minded. Oh, but that's how you, you have to be with football, isn't it? No, you don't. You have to be completely biased. No, you don't. Your own team. No, you don't. No, no, you don't. Sure. So, Come on. that is a penalty. No, no, and it's my job to say the opposite of what... Um... <laughs> Luckily... Otherwise, it's a boring podcast yeah. if we all agree. Well, it's right? a quicker one. Luckily, he missed. 
I mean, the, only, the funny thing about it is, I don't know if you see the stats. So before he took the penalty, they they flashed up five penalties that that um he's missed. Didn't uh, he? Mark, he's missed yeah, three of three. them versus fourth one. So, <laughs> well, he was only nine million, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. In your eyes, I, I said to um like Charlie I'm was the game money. with you know, oh, we got a chance here. <laughs> Lo and behold, I mean, he sends him the wrong way and it's the bar. So we've got away with one yeah. now. Hang on, hang on, Len. Go back to Len. Len, did your heart sink when you heard VAR checking for encroachment? You just go, you know it's going to be, yeah. uh, they're going to be, have to was, be um, to take it. Do you know what happened? I did hear that and I thought, I, uh, my brain just thought um, it was about Fabianski on the line and I knew he didn't leave the line. So I didn't well, worry yeah, too yeah. much. Well, well, it was, it was yeah, Declan, I thought that it? to begin with. It was Declan again, and he's been done before. Yeah. For no, but I'll tell you he? what, he was he was lucky because if you look, he was leaning into the box, and as the ball was struck, I don't think they could actually prove he'd put his foot down. Right. In, in the penalty area. You need to be careful. So it, it, I, I don't think it mattered about Fabianski uh, because he didn't save it. Fabianski's probably top of um, the most uh, penalty saves, isn't he? It still counts as a penalty save save if it's missed. It still counts, though, in stats, doesn't it, as a penalty save? No, really? He's not saved it, is he? Well, even when it hits, I think it does. Who cares, Sean? Doesn't matter. Who cares? Pointless statistic. Anyway, yeah. So then you get VAR. Yeah. VAR... You know, this I've is where we had before, our up. This is, yeah. but we've said it all. Be- I've said it all before. I, I, I never wanted VAR. You, the people have opened Pandora's box. If you wanted, if you if you thought VAR was going to be something great, and you're mistaken, well, tough luck. You've only got yourself to blame because you, you can call for these things. It was like people like watching Gary Neville after the match, where he's. He's saying, oh, I wanted VAR, I wanted VAR, but, it, you know, not like this. Well, you, you don't get to choose how it runs unless you're, you know. Was there a referendum night? I don't remember voting no, for VAR. No, that's the thing. The, 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 the press screamed oh, for it. Oh, look at all these people all, all with hindsight. Look, look at the in-towners with hindsight. No, I think with hindsight, but technology does this. It's, it's done nothing for the game. It's actually made... The, it's been um, wrongly the rules. I don't think technology has let us down. Human beings have let us down. Yeah, I because agree. the rules have been right. well, then wrongly. You don't the need technology it. No, works. Been, the rules. Up. No, Sean. And this is what? the thing that Gary Neville was talking about after the game. Hold up, trigger. Whatever. Yeah, is that offside? Someone will be an inch offside. You can be an inch offside. Yeah. To so change the rules to give leeway to say arms don't count. It must be. Within this amount, you know, change the rules to meet VAR. But the rule is, not yeah, you're offside. Of if any part of you that can score a goal is offside. But the problem you got is when you have to draw a line, that's a human doing it, not a computer drawing the line. Where he puts that line, the photograph that they take it from is not a dead level photograph. It's taken from high up at an angle. And, and the millimetres yeah, fraction be could be a, out. There should be a percentage it's leeway. It's got to be better than a referee's eyes. No. I'm not saying... Well, I disagree with you. 
what did I say last night? I'm going to say it again, and then you can say the same thing you said to me on the WhatsApp group. It evens itself out over no, the season. No, you can't, you, you can't work like what that. What did you That's say rubbish. to me? What was your response to me? I, I probably swore at you, Sean, told you to shut you up. You said embarrassing. Yeah, and, you're not and a Jay said, yeah. Sorry, Len said, shut up, Sean. Did you say shut up, Sean? Yeah, but that was for the yeah. previous comment. All oh, right, well, what was that? Mostly applicable to most of your comments, but that one was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, yeah, I'm not saying I, I, I'm. I'm not embarrassed by winning over VAR yesterday because I thought they were cheaters. I thought Villa, I said Villa to you, could not. For once in your life, be honest. That's embarrassing. The VAR decision. Well, there's no reason why we should be embarrassed about it. No, I, I, I disagree because. We've been robbed, you know. When, when um, well, Antonio was right. on the ground, See, this is the thing. Right? This is the thing. Us. You've now gone. We've been robbed. Yeah. So you're, you're saying, oh, because we've been robbed, I'm happy they've been robbed. That ain't yeah, how football exactly. should work. Exactly. That, no, tit for tat. It ain't tit for tat. It's warfare. No, it warfare. ain't. Because what do you it do is, is you make yourself look like one of them Spurs fans that's a mug that'll moan they about it. We, we do over there, Gaff. No, you know? it don't work like it. it oh, you're such like a purist. It. It's not about a purist. It's, at the end of the day, I would prefer it if the referee walks over to the touchline, looks at the offside, yeah, without any lines drawn or anything, and made the decision. Should we give the points back then? Well, no, you can't. That's the way, you know. In the yeah. So you, you're all right with being fifth in the division, four points off the top and winning the, the Premier League. Um, and, and you know, one win, we could be in second place. Or is it, no, third place, sorry. One win and we could be in third place. We beat Man's United on Saturday. We could go third. Well, Man United have won eight or eight games on the trot, so they're playing better away. And your home. point, they haven't played the mighty lucky West Ham. VAR will be on yeah. our side. No, it's... If they get a penalty, they just fluff it. And, you know, we will get deflections and just, you know... Well, let's see. Because at the end of the day, the last three games, the, the Villa win is against a better team. You know, we we beat two of the poorest teams in the league before that, Sheffield United and, and Fulham. And at the end of the day, we were lucky to beat Fulham because they missed the last-minute penalty. Sheffield yeah. United dominated us uh, and should have equalised when they hit the bar. We've now had the same thing happen against Villa. You know, as I said last night, Sweet, I, yeah. I do believe in swings and roundabouts, but the one thing you do is, if you spend too long on the swings, at the end of the day, you got to get off and get on the roundabout because you yeah. can't just spend yeah. your time on the swing. I, mean, I feel a little bit sorry for Villa fans. Two of the biggest Villa fans, by the way, head of ticketing, Nicky Key, uh, big Villa fan, came from Villa. Well, now I don't feel there. sorry for him. Uh, and big uh, season ticket, actually, and they had a media from Villa fan, fans. also a big Villa yeah. fan. I feel sorry uh, for Villa fans. Their life she's a Villa fan. <laughs> I'll leave Nikki alone. Oh, but I said ticketing works a lot better now that she's gone. I was talking to her about the ballot, which is a nice link that we we can talk about the ballot that uh, uh, we should find out about. Are we, are we ready to move on? Have we done the game? Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. I want to hear about the ballot. When do you two find out if you're going? We'll tell you that. Don't jump the gun. Let's talk about All the right. FA Cup draw first. Because we heard last night, um, 
we're going to play Stockport County. Have we ever played them before, Nigel? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When? Well, we played them, uh, was it 95, 96, when Ian Dowie in the League Cup, was it the quarterfinal or fifth round? Ian Dowie's got wonderful weather to win the game for Stockport. What year was that? I think it was 96. Okay. A bonus point for telling me how many times West Ham and Stockport County have played since they first played each other on the 26th of April, 1920. Um, I, I would imagine it would be less than 20. It is four. less than 20. Um, it is more than four and less than 20. So, d- therefore, we've, we've never really played a league game against them that I can... Um, think of of Stockport being in Division 2 when we have trying to think give you a clue right Um, the uh, 10 of the games were before the end before the start of the Second World War yeah so I I think from since I I mean let's face it I think the only time we've played them since 1958 when we got promoted into the Division 1 for the first time since the 1930s would have been in cup games. And the only cup yeah. game, really, I can think of is that League Cup. I don't think really. I'll, I'll go for 12 games. Close. 14. Oh, 14. We, we, played, we played in the old Division 2 uh, in 1920. We actually played them four times in, in 1920. Um, another two times in 1922. Um Twice again in 1935 in the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, and then in 37 and 38, we played them in the old Division 2 twice again in one season. And then it was right up to the FA Cup in 1958 on my birthday, 25th of January. Oh, right. um, then it was 1972 in the League Cup. Then it was 1996 in the League Cup. Yeah, and the, the last year. time was, again, a League Cup. Um, a, a replay 1996 on the 18th of December last yeah, time we played them that's right so that was the Ian Dowie game we lost 2-1 yeah we lost 2-1 yeah yeah uh, we've actually lost 7 games <laughs> we've only won 4 drawn 3 well yeah but let, let's... who was in goal for that game and who scored the goal West Ham goal um, against Dowie that game got goal didn't he well, who scored the West Ham goal so a bit of me thinks Tony Cotty, but I think it was um, Hugo Porfirio. It wasn't. No, no it wasn't. It's someone who now works with someone who was in defence in that same lineup. What? Slaven Bilic. Slaven Bilic was a defender, so the person who scored oh, the Julian goal Dix. was Julian Dix. Julian Dix was the one that scored the goal. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I remember uh, I, their manager to manage. Dave Jones was their manager, Stockport's manager, because he went on yeah. to manage Southampton. I think he went to Everton, didn't he, as well, did he? Dave Jones, I think he was a former Everton player. I think he managed Everton for a while, and it did far better at Southampton. Yeah, yeah he, he, and Cardiff City, I think, was the last team he got up. Um, a few quite anyway, uh, maybe a cup run this year. I mean, that's it should be an easy pass for us, shouldn't it? No, that's easy. Well, they are a non league team now, aren't they? 
They um, are non-league, yeah. So um, it's not the Stockport County uh, um, of old. Where, where's the game? I hope it ain't going to cost 50 grand to uh, to get up there. Drawn away or at home? Away. away oh, Edgeley Park. Yeah. Um, they're well, in, they're in tier three, aren't tier they? Tier three, yeah. So no fans. Oh. No fans, yeah. Okay, let's move on. Um, it's talking a good draw about... for them, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah, because the chances yeah. are, because they're non-league, that's going to be a TV game. Yeah, mm. I think it will be a TV game so, and um, giant killers. Yeah, so that'll be good for them well, for money. We're talking about their stadium. Let's talk about our stadium. One of the stories I wrote in the last week was um, um, the London Stadium. They had a ball meet. And I like, when I get bored of stories, I, I, I read the minutes for the London uh, um, London Legacy Development Agency. I like to read what the Chief Executive's report says. And in it, they're talking about the finances of the, in the it. London Stadium. And they valued the London Stadium at £1.5 million in their report, uh, and say it's still losing £30 million a year. Now, funny you say this, because I got a little email from a senior source saying, you 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 know, funny you should say that. I mean, the London Stadium or the former Olympic Stadium cost £750 million to build from taxpayers' money. Those people who live in London, thank you very much, uh, Len and... Uh, uh, are, you, are you classed as London... Uh, Nigel, in your Essex hideout? No. No, so you don't give money towards uh, London taxpayers. Do you, Len? No, I don't. Although oh, I'm so... loading overgrounds. It's a bit... All right, bit so of none, of us, none of us played. Uh, the Boochers did, because they... they uh, well, George doesn't anymore, but John did, because he, he lives in a London borough, so uh, he paid for the stadium. So... I was told, really, and a, a, a lot of people talk about this. They say, oh, West Ham, especially the conspiracy theories of takeover, they're going to buy in the stadium, etc." I was told that actually, instead of being an asset of £1.5 million, which sounds a bargain to buy the stadium, it loses £30 million a year. Um, it's actually a liability, and, and the government would need to give whoever took it on £200 million in subsidies to take on that risk. Um, the figures I was given, you know, they've got onerous contracts with UK Athletics, us, Delaware North, etc., which would cost hundreds of millions to renegotiate or get out of. Every West Ham game at capacity, and I know we're not playing at capacity at the moment, costs £280,000 to host. That's how much it costs the taxpayer. Um, we pay equivalent of grand a game in rent. So we get a very good deal. Um, add to that, they pay three million pound in council rates, plus massive insurance premiums, um, a load of staff, and they, and they get this. I also got told I never heard this before. The roof is only designed to last ten years, so the maintenance on the roof is yes. fortune, and they're going to have to replace it again. Yeah, that did that, you know that already? Yeah, but what you got to remember, and this is the thing, it all stems back for, and there's other things you got to remember about the stadium. Is the original stadium was built with the lower tier to be permanent, the upper tier to be taken away. Yeah, I remember that. Now, what they had to do was then re-weld the upper tier, yeah, to try and make that permanent. The roof, 
um, was going to be removed totally. But I, I thought the roof had a lifespan of about 20 years. Perhaps it was 10 years. Um, but it was always... Maybe they meant 10 more years. I'm, I'm, I'm it, just... It was always supposed to be removed anyway, the roof. And that was before they extended it. Because they obviously, they had to put a bigger roof on. But what they did was, I think they just extended the roof that was there, did they not? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a cantilever roof, but they, yeah. they extended it. But it's it. a type of fabric of that they used, was it not, on the roof? It, 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 it's a type it, of fabric it, that they've used. Yeah, it will need to be replaced. Yeah. Like, the, like, the, like the plastic sheet I, and they've used on the think, I don't think I don't think it's realistic for this owners or the next owners to own the stadium. I see it being like Man City. I've said this before. I see us running the stadium and running the operation of it and the management of it. I don't see us owning it for political reasons and an absolute liability. It would be one of the worst things we could do. I know West Ham fans go, yeah, let's buy the stadium. Let's own our own stadium. When West Ham fans say is, you don't want to own the stadium. No. Because all the costs or whatever, people just think the costs are because it's an athletic stadium. No, it ain't. That's minimal, actually. To be fair, that ain't why it loses money because it's an athletic stadium and they're moving seats. That's part of it. The problem is, is it was a stadium that was that was built to hold an event without any future planning for being built into it when it was originally built. Yeah, and who do we blame yeah. for that? Realistically, Brady Co. Oh. <laughs> No, because not Brady. She weren't part of it, was she? It was. No. It was Seb Coe and, and Phil, Philip Green. Green. Was it Philip Green and Arcadia Group? No, no. no. That, no. That, oh, sorry, that was something else. No, that's just. Uh, anyway, uh, messages. We're not buying it anytime soon. Um, uh, another story uh, that I've been running in Claret and Hugh. Is it Claret and Hugh um, back again? Is the season over? Have we got the police it, 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 it is. Is there a like, um, winter break now? The, the, we've had to revert. Uh, it's well, uh, uh, boxing game, game, uh, Boxing Day game denied. Isn't it amusing that um, after um, we finally get a game on Boxing Day and fans are due to come back, uh, the TV move it from Boxing Day. So it's on the 27th now. Um, look, for all the protests, oh, we don't ever ask it not to be played. The the safety advisory group minutes from last year say clearly, officially, that the police um, and Transport for London, London Underground um, and Westfield all asked for it not to be played. I'm, I mean, I don't see what difference 2000 makes. But... Um, you know, denied yet again. Fifth fifth year running. Thus was ever so, eh, Nige? Well, it's longer than five years because I think there was a couple of seasons. The last couple of seasons at Upton Park, I don't think we had a home game boxing. Really? Game. Really? Um, and I think when you look at it, it's hard because the club, and the, and this is why for me, I, I, I'm not a great conspiracy theory person. But on this, I, I definitely this definitely smacks of, you know, when they did the fixture list, they knew there was a chance we wouldn't have fans in the ground because of COVID and the pandemic. 
And yeah. it just so happened that this was the season we got scheduled a home game for the first time, yeah. I think, in seven years, a home Boxing Day game. And then imagine the panic when and they, they moved. you know, that they're actually going to let the fans into the ground, even though it's 2,000. So it was always going to be moved off of Boxing Day for the 27th. Though the weird thing I think is, is that, yes, Boxing Day is a busy day, at Westfields, well, guess what? So's the 27th. <laughs> yeah. You know? So... It, not as big as Boxing Day. No, I don't know what restrictions there are. It is true. It's probably day, not. I think that they can have up to 100,000 people at Westfield, or they have had 100,000 people at Westfield. And yeah. the last more, more thing they that, want... I think is, I did a story. Yeah, it's 60,000. It's quarter of a million, I think. No, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, not at one time across the whole spread of the day. Okay. Okay, next story. The cupboard is bare for January. So I I thought I've been looking at Tchaikovsky um and and how uh Burnley are not doing very well. He's got eighteen months left in his contract and I thought, hmm, let's ask a senior source. What's the chances um, we go back in for Tchaikovsky in, um, in in January? And what I was told is we have got no money at all. We've done it. We spent it all on Ben Rama, obligation to buy. We've done it on the insurance policy with Craig Dawson. We've got no money. Um, so it was an absolute no. And, and they went a bit further and said, we lost 40 million this year. Uh, we're due to lose 50 million this year. Uh, we're losing £2 million every home game while there's no fans in there. And by the way, bringing 2,000 fans will make us, in my estimate, about £94,000 in revenue. Um, you know, and it, look, it wasn't the message I thought I'd get because I still think they might try and uh, buy Josh King on credit, you know, a little bit of uh, on the never-never, you know, a 100 um, instalments because... I was told there is some interest there as a backup striker, but Tchaikovsky and other signings, I, I, every, you know, as we get close to January, January the 1st, I hear more and more, oh, we've been linked with this 30 million striker, etc. Ain't going to happen. You know, we haven't, bought, we didn't have a 30 million pound rights issue and borrow money from media rights and uh, media rights and funding and then have one or two Barclays bank loans because we've got loads of money to spend in January. So, I'm getting the excuses in early. The cupboard is bare. We have got no money to spend in January unless we sell. You, you got the message? Are you getting the message loud and clear, Len? Nigel? Um, yeah, but I don't necessarily believe it. That might not be the case. And we might sell someone in the January window. To be yeah, clear, that's the message that's, that's been going on for ages, isn't it? All right. But I'm just saying the cupboard is bare. Moving right. on. Hold up, I've got a name for you. Go on. Dave Billows. What does that mean? Well, he's not a listener. Yeah. He got booked yesterday with John Terry. Ah. Oh. Dave Billows or Bellows? Billows. Like pillow. I'll, I'll make some, while you're in, I'll make some inquiries with uh, a source. Yeah. yeah. Dave Billows. Yeah. I will look him up. Um... Let's talk about, actually, 
So I got from Len. Len gave me this story today, which I wrote on Claret U, obviously. I and, gave and, you a story. You gave me a story. COO, West Ham COO departs. Hoping people think, oh, is that Cameron Brady? Is it CEO? No, COO departs. Who's What, what does COO stand for, Len? Um, commercial of something, officer, commercial. Well, actually, it's CCO, not COO. CCO, Chief Commercial say, Officer. Chief Commercial Officer. So but This uh, was just a sales guy, wasn't he? First Karim, no, I know Karim. So Karim Varani, um, he joined as head of digital uh, about right. five years ago. And then he got made, he did really well doing digital. Um, he was trying to up our level of digital and the website, etc. But he started doing digital esports deals and everything. And he got made digital director. Then he got put in charge of, commer- he got made commercial director. In, uh, and last year he was made chief commercial officer. Um, he was mostly in charge of partnerships. So all the partnerships you see with these, you know, toothpaste and everything. Of course, the ill fated one he was in charge of is Socius, <laughs> that everyone remembers. But yeah, when you see these little part, you know, where the official airline of West Ham is this, that that's what Karim used to do. Um, there's a guy, the commercial director now is a guy called, Nathan Thompson, who's so they're not replacing him. Um, and I'm told very well liked guy, no conspiracy theory, wasn't sacked or anything. He he very well liked, very um respected, uh will be missed, very amicable, but basically wants more of a work life balance. He's got two young kids, he didn't want to work weekends and long evenings, and I'm sure you'll know, Nigel. <laughs> When you work for West Ham, they want everything, don't they? I think the word is they want their pound of flesh. They want their pound of flesh. And uh, apparently uh, he wanted to... Yeah, well, he's not a, the first a, a, to walk away from West Ham um, citing the um, work-life balance, though, is he? Well, I don't think he actually cited it. The person I spoke to this morning said, very amicable, he just wanted his weekends back and his so evenings back. So he hasn't cited it, but, spend- but the person that was telling you the story, uh, said that's why. Yeah, yeah. All oh, right. Okay, no. I, I, I mean, his, his well, list it, with Sotheos yeah, he said, and, and all, all that's not great reading, but let's face it, he's, he's not been on the board of Mothercare or or Arcadia <laughs> Group either, has he? Or Birmingham City. So there's, you know, three businesses that are virtually bankrupt. All right. Well, let's on, talk about the ballot. On TV let's for talk, certain member of West Ham. Let's staff. talk about let's talk about the ballot process. So we talked about this last week, but I, I guess um, I, I spoke to head of ticketing yesterday, just before the match, and and asked, look, and this is what I understand. So as we know, there's two thousand tickets. So anyone who uh, chose option three, like Len. Um, is excluded. Anyone in a tier three or overseas is also excluded. Anyone who's filled in a um, exemption form um, in a vulnerable group, or well, you can fill in any reason by Monday eleven o'clock, was also excluded. If your car's broken, and then the remaining, down, you can fill it in. The, re- the remaining, well, you can fill it in for any reason. Let's be honest. The remaining tickets are shared between different bands, as I said, 
And the first people to get a choice of it, and I spoke to one of them, is a bo- the bondholders. They got a small allocation, I was told. Even in inverted quotes, a small allocation. Um, the corporate were also offered, a Club London were also offered a small allocation. Um, accessibility, which is a disability, offered a small allocation. And then each band, 1966, band one, band two, band three, band four, band five. So I challenged the club and I said to um, the head of ticketing, Phil Um, give me the numbers then. If you're transparent, oh, no, no. Well. And what they said, it's weighted according to the number of people in each band. Ooh. Said, well, okay. So it's weighted. This is what they said last night to me. It's weighted to the number of people in each band. It's very transparent and very fair. And I said, well, then you've got no problem telling me the numbers. Nothing. Oh, yeah, we're in game mode, etc. So I asked them again this morning, including the catering manager. No answer. Just smiley faces. I hope, I like to hope that they have been, like they said, it is weighted for the number of people, i.e. the more people in band five, the more people ever, they get allocated more tickets for their band and their ballot. But I just don't trust them to run this ballot or Ticketmaster to run run this ballot. And to answer your question, Len, um, we hear on Thursday. Okay. How did you find that email? You get an email, yeah. Check your spam email. Check your email. I think you're going to get an email if you weren't successful. By my calculation, there's about 30,000 people in the ballot. There's 2,000 tickets. That gives you a 1 in 15 chance. So if well, I beat you, it's it, been... To be fair, because... What? It, what? The chance you're getting, if it is done the way you say it, so let's, let's say for instance... Yeah, I don't know how many in each... You've got to break down the amount of saying, eligible well, people in each band. you it in, Mouth, yeah? Go on, go on. I was about to say that, it, let's say band five. Band five is the biggest band. There's more it seats is, yeah. in band five than any other, which is good. But But that's bad for the club. Bad for the club. Yeah, yeah, it's less I hope it is really properly weighted. Yeah, but, because if only I am my fifteen quid back, where if I, I get I smell a, a small the, rat. Oh, you're interrupting a lot tonight, aren't you? All right, sorry, Gordon. All right, fifteen go on, quid back they'll give me, but I won't be sitting in a band five seat, will I? If I win the ballot, I know you'll be sitting in Billy Bonds lower, which will be band one or two. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's not bad, is it? It's actually, but, but, but for me, I, I you know, I, I not, you know, bothered. Char- but, will Charlie go? Is he? Um, well, is no, he remained in the, the ballot, or has we'll, he excluded him? Well, no, he's not excluded. We'll go to the ballot, but that's the thing: is, is that um, you say there's thirty thousand, two thousand. Is that thirty thousand season ticket holders with bond holders and corporate? You thinking? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, but yeah. if you're by my calculations, holder, right, hold up, and this is the thing where I'll get at. You know, bondholders, lovely people. Yeah, obviously, where the rest of the fan base stood against the bond, they decided to buy in. But good luck to them. Yeah, I'm not going to besmirch them, the traitors. But um, the the bondholders have they paid their hundred percent for the season tickets? Then no. That's why I understand they get oh, a small number. So why, then, the bondholders get to go in the ballot? 
Well, I, 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 I sort of agree with you. Yeah. They, now, if they're a bond holder with a season ticket and they've paid the 100%, then they should go in as a season ticket holder. But bond holders yeah. don't have to buy a season ticket because they're guaranteed a seat for every game, aren't they? They can purchase a seat yeah. for every game without a season ticket. Well, I think it was a it was an offering. We know there's 808 but hold bond up, holders. But, but the I thing think. is, what I would say to the club is, why do they keep pandering to these bond holders? Yeah, I don't know. The, the, the they've the got day, a bond holder association and they've got a seat at the new construct to well, support the construct, the day, maybe. The bonds should have died when the bowling died. Because oh, that's, what they bought the, that's what they bought the bond against. Let, let me tell you how I came up with my figure, right? You take 54,000 season ticket holders. And by the way, the 54 number that they use always includes the corporate London. So it's about 50,000 normal and about 4,000 corporate. Right. There was an 80, 80, 88% renewal rate. Take 54,000, do 88%, and you get 47,500, okay? left season ticket holders because no new season tickets were awarded. Yeah. So you take 47,500, and I was told several times that around one-third chose option three. You times 47,500 times 66%, and you get just over 31,000, 31,350. Oh. So that that's how many, I think. You then take away, and this is how I got to 30,000, then I took away 1,350, is the amount of people that might be overseas in tier three or sign an exemption form. I know that's a bit of guesswork, but that's that's how I get to my approximate 30,000. Yeah, that's bad. I, I don't get it because you, there's no way of knowing where season ticket holders live. Or there's no yeah, there way is. of you knowing where season ticket holders live and how many there is. Well, I, I assume a lot of them are out of towners, but some of them still live in tier two areas. So I've made an assumption that most of them are in the south. Yeah, yeah, but an assumption. Yeah, I know. So well, it might be less. There might be more. Nine hammers and all that. They're out. I'm not in the business of saying I don't know. I've just explained to you my calculations. I know, and I'm trying to prove to you that you don't know. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, this is my final story, apart from talking about the Xmas appeal again. Um, and the final story is, and you know, you know, I always looking for stories. And 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 Huey, my partner in crime over in Clarence Hugh, asked me a question and said, um, "Who, what is the club shirt, or what is the name on most club shirts at West Ham in the club shop?" And I went, "That's a really good question. I wonder." what name, what's the top 10? So I asked, I happen to know who the head of retail is. So I asked him last night and he went, it's game night. Um, but he replied to me this morning and we wrote an article on it. So well, I'm, I'm going to have a little game I, with so you. Even though it was game night and he is head of retail, yeah, <laughs> I don't think the shop was open. Now well, It was on retail. Now. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think... You know I'm he, talking about, don't you? Well, yeah, he was ex-head of ticketing. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good friend. friend. <laughs> he's a nice man, though. Yeah, for an Arsenal fan. Oh, but, um, he's been with us so long. I think he's a yeah. So but... let me start. I know you two won't have read Clarence Hughes, so you won't know this. So I'm gonna start with you. Top ten in first position. The um the shirt. You got to go ten with... first. All right. Okay. In tenth position. Are who we do you think? Have a guess? In... Huh? Yeah. Are we gonna have a guess? Yeah. Can I have a guess? I'll say Harry. 
Harry. No, I'm talking about current players' names. We're only talking oh, about... Okay. So we're saying, oh, I, I don't know if you know, but in Premier League contracts, and I got this from Kieran Maguire, apparently every Premier League footballer now has a deal where when a name goes on the back of the shirt and it helps sell a shirt, they get a small cut of that. It's written into every Premier League contract. Um, so I've no reason to believe it doesn't happen at West Ham. So I asked on the back of that, what is the top? I actually asked for the top three and he gave me the top ten. Uh, now, I'll do the top ten, but let's do the top three. I'm going to ask you first, the top three, and then we'll do the top ten. Nigel, start with you. Who do you reckon is right at the top? Well, I'll go top top three in no order, but I would... No, I need the order. I need the order. Well, no, I would have thought um, Antonio Rice um, top three. Blimey, who would go... Who would go to, uh, not Fabianski. No one really buys goalkeeper shirts to put their, their name on it. Um, Noble. No, oh, really? I can't say I've seen a Noble. I, I think Fabianski. No, I think so Haller. I would actually go. Um, okay. Yeah, but Rice probably is number one with Antonio number two. How long does this go back for, Sean? This season. This is current, this season. So really, uh, a, a new signing would give some sounds. Yeah, America. you're not wrong. You're not so wrong. So I'll say... Um, uh, the guy that can't defend. Oh, Craig Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we are. Pot pickers. In number 10 is Ogbonna. In number 10, the the the, the name put on the back of shirts. Yeah, we've got uh, that. From the give us a 10. Come on. Number Tough. 9 is Fornells. Fornells. I'm, I found that difficult to believe. Number uh, 8 is Lanzini. In number 7... You said goalkeepers don't have their name put in the back, but you're wrong. Well, they won't be top, I said. That's what I said. At number six, most recent person to join, it's Ben Rama at number six. In number five, it is Suchek. Number four, it's Bowen. So the top three. Um, in third place, who do you think? Come on, you've, you've said I a said lot of the Allah. names. Who? Not Allah. He's, he's not even in the top 10, by the way. Oh, right. Antonio. It's no, it's no Rice game. in number three. Oh, it's Rice, Rice in number three. three. All right. Yep. In number two, who do you think? Come on. Antonio. Nope. Noble. Um, is Noble. not Noble in number two. Still, he's not playing, but the captain's still getting his name on the back, which means number one is... Antonio. Antonio. Antonio, Antonio sells the most shirts with his name on the back. There you go. A little bit of boring trivia. Um, I think that's it for tonight. Apart from, obviously, uh, still pushing the Christmas appeal. Um, I've got another article going up on Clarence and you. Remember, we're we're supporting the Newham uh, toy appeal. Uh, We're putting an article up every um, week. I know content providers are trying to promote this, etc. So we... Put the links on the Facebook page. We did say we're going to put it last week, um, but we didn't. Uh, We will put it out tonight. Are you twos got anything you want to put on the running order before we move on? Anything about the discussion yesterday we had? Which discussion? discussion? No. This was... Which discussion? On the telephone. No, I think it's a bit too early. It's a bit too early. Well, I haven't had a discussion yet with the club. 
Right. No, well, that's what I was saying. Is is like right? Okay. All right. Well, there you Next go. Next week. Next week. Yeah. All right. All right then. Um. Time for this, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I know it's Facebook Twitter this time. Can I just butt in though? Go on. Yeah. Dave Billows. Yeah. He was at Everton for 12 years. Um, Then went to Newcastle in 2014. I was at Sociedad in 2015. It's sort of a link appearing here. He, but he's worked with England as well. He's he's a fitness coach and a sports scientist. So oh really? Yeah. If he's a scientist, should he not be Doctor Dave Billows? I don't know. Is, is he and got? He was of... yellow carded, was he? He was the man that was yellow carded. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So okay. Sports careers agency says Dave Billows is a highly regarded sports scientist who has held a number of senior positions within the club and international football, including the England national team sports science and head of sports science. Performance at Everton, Newcastle, and Sociedad. Dave. And he's definitely, uh, he's now at West Ham. He's now at West, well, he's been booked wearing a West Ham tracksuit, so. Well, how do we know that? What do you mean, how do we how know? How do we know it's Dave, how do we know if it's Dave Bellows? Because I'm I'm asking at, you your source. Right, my source is, I looked at a photograph of the bloke that got booked, and I'm now looking at a photograph of Dave Bellows on the Sports Careers Agency. And it's the same man. Are you sure? Who'd have thought it? Oh, no. There you go. So I need some more research. In the trade, we call this research. Mm, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I know. It's a tough one. Anyway, uh, I feel I have to run the jingle again. Yeah. Yeah. It's Facebook, yeah. Twitter question time. Yeah. <laughs> Where you, <laughs> you, the nine listeners, get to ask Nigel uh, questions, which today I asked because um, old um, Nigel Shedman was a bit busy, I guess. Yeah, busy. You? Day, what did you forget? No, I had a busy uh, uh, um, working in the West End. So, at, at the... Oh, you're doing a show? Panto? No, no, no. no. Oh. All right. No, okay. no, no. I'll leave the... Um, bit of behind you. you. <laughs> Obviously, you must be lined up. Uh, have they promoted you from Dopey this year? Are you like Doc or Sneezy? Or um, do, do you still get to play Dopey? Which, to be fair, is a bit typecasting for you, isn't it? No, I, I'll be Snow White, I think. All right. Well, we all anyway, Snow White is. how many questions have we got? Let's, let's prime the listeners well, We've got to, one question. You know, we're... That you asked. All right. Well, how many answers then? <laughs> Pendant. Uh, yes. So, Did you get that Twitter question, Nige? Uh, I've seen a couple, yeah. So we, okay, we, man. We, we do. So 26. Try not to forget, try not to forget Dodds' uh, question this week. Oh, right. oh yeah. He, he gets a bit tutty, doesn't he? Um, right. All comments. 26. Ed Hughes. Oh, sorry. I should say. 
It is Tuesday and we're recording da 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 thoughts on Villa win, VAR cheating, three back to back lucky wins. Sean put that. Plus what name do you have or would have on the back of a West Ham shirt? Could be a player or otherwise. Uh, also share your favourite cheese. Ed Hughes, evening gents. Uh, Wednesday Dow and Cranberry always goes down well at Christmas. Mm. I like that, actually. I, I like the cranberry cheese. cheese. You know, don't worry about the <laughs> yeah. football that we're here for. You talk about the cheese. <laughs> he says, on the diving, the lack of action against the perpetrators is what is encouraging it. No doubt Grealish got hit a few times yesterday, but he went down far too elaborately to try and get penalty-free kicks and a caution. When Lanzini was sanctioned a few years ago, I thought that was the start of reining it in, but no action since. A huge frustration. Did Did you see what the lip readers said that um, Antonio said to Grealish? Is this a joke? Like, what did Antonio No, it's not. It is a... Oh. Antonio said, and they picked it up, and I've seen the video where, and it, it seems to lip sync up. It says, "Say that to me again outside and watch." Oh, that sounds like a sort of fretty thing, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I like to hear that. That's good. <laughs> Paul Nolan, it's the show for you. He says, "Beep beep." He says, "Questions, questions." So you give him a question, you know, give him an inch and he takes the piss. Okay, the Villa game was a case to play badly and secure a win. Something we have not done for a while, so not unhappy with it. Uh, he says, I don't Villa should be moaning. He says, I think he forgot to think, but he put, I don't Villa should be moaning about VAR. When they stayed up last, I think he meant last season, but he didn't put season, he just put last, because of a decision going their way. And he spelt there wrong. It should have been T-H-E-I-R, not T-H-E-R-E. But, Paul, I'm not picking you up, son. Uh, rename on the back uh, of the shirt. Well, obviously, it would be No Land, he says. Not No Land, he says. <laughs> so it would be No Land. Uh, and, and the cheese, he says, I believe it was my cheese evening with Karen Lee Nolan. Obviously, that's his wife. Uh, she or three names. Can't make her mind up on the first two. Uh, that kicked the questions off. So he's going for the king of cheese in Camembert. How's Camembert a king of oh, cheese? I don't know. That's what he's saying. If it's in France, they don't even have a monarchy. It'll be the president of cheese, which is also a name of of a brie, which is also from France. Presidente. Can't be a king of cheese in France. <laughs> there you go. It goes, Paul. He said, well, with the camembert, he'd put with some fresh baked bread and a cheeky grape. Questions for Nigel and Len. He said he really enjoyed getting to know you, Pod, getting to know you, uh, podcast last week. He says, Len, he'd love the singing. Reminded me of something. Don't know what, though. I think it reminded you of Little Britain. And uh, play the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Can I be in a new podcast? Yes, of course you can, Lynn. Can I sing the theme tune? It wasn't Go quite like that. Sing it. Can you sing it? Actually, we realised it was just have a theme tune. We have a theme tune. So I said, "Give me five or ten minutes, and I'll do it in one hit." I did. I sent it over. It was over quicker than I had a chance to do it. It was there. Bang! Five minutes later. Don't piss about. Didn't make. 
Well done. That was good. A good theme tune. It was good. better than one that I Can you sing it acapella on, on this one or not? Can I sing what, mate? Can you sing it acapella? Like life? I don't do requests. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. He put. He, uh, he, he loved my probing questions. Uh, are you doing more shows? And are you yes. speaking to out-of-towners for it? Well, I'm not being funny. Russ was an out-of-towner. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tanners and out of tanners. So we are going to do more. I think we're going to do it regular now. Aren't why, we? why don't you do mm. uh, Paul Turner? Well, we've we've both said him. Funny enough, we have got a list. Yeah. I've lined up. I was going to talk to Len. I've lined up um, a next one, and then we'll probably have to put a list together and work through it. I've had a few people actually put their names forward. Um, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, really? that's interesting. Yeah, so um, I don't like friends of mine. One's really good actually because he thinks he's a tanner, but he was born nowhere near it. But it, but actually, he should have been born. Now, he should have been born in the tan, but it, but something happened that meant he was born a long way away. Um, oh, was he evacuated? No, he's not that old. Um, oh, okay. Not, not quite. I'll tell you after, but it's quite good. All right. But the next, the, 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 who I have lined up next for us is um, uh, an English Scotsman who uh, whose dad's from the town. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, isn't it? The, 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 what the father, his mother and father, I think, are from the town. We had this, had this um, jockney, um, to coin a phrase. Um, how his outlook is, really, because he, he is... We're going to have a propaganda at him, we are. mate, aren't we? Yes. Uh, that which reminds me, we've got to say hello to um, to a, a new member of the Facebook group team, I noticed. Uh, you'll get it later at the end. We'll do that to remind me of that, because that is quite funny. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yes, we're doing more. He says, Sean, I spoke to Marion today, and he said he was going to ask you some difficult questions. Oh, see, he says, um, uh, that's the end. Next up, Trevor Newman. He says, uh, a bit shorter, Trevor. He says, evening, lads. Horrible, nasty West Ham has got us into fifth, and he couldn't be more pleased given the horrible run of games we started with. Great character and resilience, getting us into European places. But would you swap it for a more swashbuckling Fairfield mid-table finished? Um... Me personally, I wouldn't, you know, I prefer to watch better free-flowing football, but the beauty of West Ham was we had we could mix it up a bit. So we had the players that would, would, would do the dirty stuff. Um, well, we did when John Lyle was there. So I wouldn't swap it. I quite enjoy it, even though it is a bit lucky. I don't think we're playing as bad as perhaps what it looks like. What do you think? I don't think we're playing that bad. No. Would you swap it for more swash, swashbuckling but lower down the table? No. No. I want to give it, I like the hard work ethos. Yeah. I think it's paying off and I'm enjoying watching it. Yeah. Uh, he says also, Moyes has consistently said he wants more consistency in our performances. So with these consistent wins and results, do you think he's achieved that goal of consistency yet? I certainly think so in the defensive department. Uh, he, yes. he goes on to say he's got he's got Tevez on his shirt ever since my old Saturday league team gave me the nickname. Oh, he's got Trevez. That's quite good actually because he's called Trevor. 
uh, ah. Treves. Um, that was his, his Saturday league nickname. And he loves a bit of Brie or Danish blue. Brady out. Mm. Brady out. What do you think about that, Sean? What there. do you mean? <laughs> Sorry, I, was, I, was, I know he wasn't paying attention because I could hear. I, I was messaging the. I was messaging about Dave Bellows. I, know, and, I, I just can hear you typing, and I know you don't pay attention because you like typical. You can't do two things at once. Next, oh, I'm, uh, my old mate Dave Trivet. Uh, he says, "Evening, everyone over the moon." about the free wings on the bounce. He says, I know we're not playing well, but we never pick up points when we're shit, so happy days. He says, as for Villa's cheating tactics, they got what they deserved, and I, for one, wish them all the bad things. He says, he'd have Bonzo uh, on the shirt, and he likes an extra mature cheese toasted. Brady out. Brady out. Uh, Neil Middleton. He says, I all great win, poor performance, worse since Newcastle. Um, he's probably not wrong there, to be fair, is he, funny enough? Yeah, when, it wasn't a great performance. When, when you think about it, uh, the, the defeats against Liverpool and, and Arsenal, we were, we were sort of unfortunate to lose those games. So, yeah, well done, Neil. He said he's delighted with the three points that uh, we wouldn't have ground out previously. He's got a question. Do we think Suchek has gone off the boil? Yeah, a little. I said that to my brother. Yeah. Mm. I think he's uh, had... It's um, like a real suit check. Yeah. He's, he's had a couple of... Um, I think he had a lot of good games, and therefore we've held him to a higher standard. I don't know if he's gone off the boil. He's... Uh, he probably peaked too early. That's what I'd like to say. Right, Okay. Uh, I don't think he's gone off the ball. Um, to be fair, you can't play like that every game. Um, nah. David Roney. Um, there you go. Hello, Dave. Good evening, gentlemen. He's put one very happy hammer at the moment. VAR cannot change mid-season, but I would advocate for a model similar to cricket. Uh, is that unbiased call then if it pitches outside a leg? Uh, manager gets free referrals in a game. I wouldn't like that, to be fair. If lost, then they lose a sub. Minimise stoppages. If decision is won, the team keeps their sub, but the referral is still used. Oh, no, Dave. Uh, our irons are showing some real steel this year. He says, aye, aye, aye. He says, they're not collapsing as they have for too many years. He says, the last time we had a shirt with a name printed on the back, it was purchased in the old demantable. Or Porter Cabin, we call them, the Riff Raff, Dave, at Upton Park, when it was just inside the gates, and it was Cotty number 10. He said, if I had to choose one for now, just for fun, it would be Kenobi 77. Mm-hmm. Uh, warm camembert with a dash of cranberry sauce on a butter digestive. I like the butter digestive, to be fair. Uh, he's, he's covered it with SB out. I don't think gold is a problem, just a fan living his dream. Who's SB? Uh, well, we've got GSB out. Oh, Brady oh right, out. yeah, yeah. Oh, SB uh, out. I think BS sounds better. Yeah, oh, yeah, I got it. Okay. You got it, yeah? Yeah, I got it. Steve Lyons. Hello, Steve. Uh, 
great win, regardless of how you get them. Villa was always going to be a tough game, especially with the full net cheating little shit Grealish is in. We'll play better and lose this season, so it's time to enjoy these much-needed wins. Uh, always used to have the Canio on my shirts till all my mates wound me up saying they printed Oi Canio. After that, I just went for Lino, because obviously that's his name, not Lino's in Linesman. Uh, I, I, Canio is actually, I think, the only name I've got on a West Ham shirt. So whenever I bought West Ham shirts... I've got another name. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, so the only name I've ever had put on a shirt is Decanion. That is it. Uh, finally, yeah, Marmite cheese. Yeah. He's all over it at the moment. And them and this do a nice Marmite cream cheese. Yeah, I do I do like Marmite cheese. I do mean, like Marmite? Uh, I love Marmite. It's it's a novelty cheese. Let's be honest. It's not one yeah. you want to use all the time. It's a novelty cheese for Christmas. Um, and you wouldn't eat it all the time. I mean, but but as a novelty cheese, as a one-off. Like edge uh, on crisps. It's quite amusing. Yeah. Well, I like Marmite crisps. Uh, not sure about edge on crisps. Well, it's pretty much smoky bacon from my memory. Oh, right. Is, is that what they think an edge will taste like then? Well, it's not well, made out of real yeah. yeah. All right. So, so well, perhaps Dodzik can tell us a bit of roadkill. I'm sure he's he's he's, he's had an edge on in his time. Um, probably a badger, maybe. Um, I wonder if he might have had a beaver. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Pat Carty goes on. Uh, he, he's got a good question, Sean. So pay attention, please. Welcome, on, Pat. Evening news, boys. Uh, is it a bit off track, but can Shawnee predict if Arcadia collapsing will affect Sullivan's property empire and subsequently the club's status? Do you know what? It's a really, really good question. Um, and, and and there is someone, uh, and I, I won't name them because I don't want to embarrass them, who's, who's very au fait with um, commercial property because he's in the business and he's a West Ham fan. He listens to this podcast. Um, so I'm going to ask him. Um, it, it is true that Sullivan owns a lot. I mean, Sullivan's property um, empire is, is vast. And obviously, he made a lot of money buying commercial property. A lot of that commercial property is, is leased out to supermarkets. who are doing very good, obviously, at the moment. Some of it's warehousing. Some of it's shop-related. I don't know enough detail on whether you know, how much he, he hires out to Topshop and Debenhams who, who are equally going under and, and the rest of them. I, I'll be surprised if some of his portfolio has not been affected, but he still owns a building. He might have lost a bit of rent. Uh, but in general, um, property, commercial property, rent values and valuation is going down. And therefore, I wouldn't be surprised if that hit the um, the wealth of... Um, of uh, of David Sullivan himself, but that has no relation to West Ham because he doesn't. Apart from the rights issue, he doesn't really put any of his money in. And the last time they injected cash, remember, before the rights issue was two thousand and fourteen. So it, it has no relation on West Ham. It might have a relation to David Sullivan's personal wealth when the Sunday Times rich list comes up. Maybe he even drops under a billion pound. Who knows? Sorry, that was a long answer. Apologies. It was a long answer. Oh, 
Has he, has he finished? Especially one finishing with who knows. The answer was it just no? He said who simple. knows in the end, really. <laughs> right, I'm saying it went for that, West Sean. Ham. Very interesting. Yeah. Well done, but I thought it was a good question, Pat. Before Sean bored the life question. out of the answer, uh, Pat goes on. He said he thinks Villa are coached to dive and disrupt the opposition. Well, they have got John Terry there, and yeah. they dear, oh dear. It's amazing how Lanzini is still the only player to be dumped. Run gentlemanly conduct, yes, Pat. Uh, quite agree Pat next up is uh, the mighty Ian Miley Uh, he says though uh, I lads but I'm not the son of Pete he goes to caveat you might not be a son but are you related to him you don't know who do you think you are Um, I'm not offering you out for a fight I'm just asking a question I'm a boring cheddar man that's not me. That's Ian Wiley that's Ian Wiley that's not boring at all Ian ain't boring because I love a cheddar Uh, and a baby bell I like a baby bell uh, he said he loves it on toast melted. So basically, Pete, what you like is cheese on toast, mate. Just front it up and call it what it is. He says, as for the name on the shirt, he says, I don't usually bother with any, but if I had to, it'd be more Di Canio. Di Canio's two words, by the way, uh, Ian. Uh, I thought apart from the great start, the first half the Villa wasn't good. It just wasn't working in midfield. Credit to Moyes for change at half-time. It was great to see Ben Drama get a long run out. He thought he did okay. Well, I thought he did okay for two minutes. Um, second half was much better after the changes. I think a draw would have been a fair result. So do I. But after the way Greeley spent more time on his ass rather than his feet, I was glad Villa got nothing for the game. I thought Grealish was a disgrace. If they have to do that continually to get points, they shouldn't be in the Premiership. Hoping for something against Man United, a win would be lovely. Great work, guys, and he enjoyed our extra podcast. Fantastic. Thank you. Good. There you go. So I enjoyed it as well. I listened. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I won't give you your constructive criticism on air. That's not fair. I've, I've, uh, um, I think well, I have spoken to... We have had to, constructive uh, criticism. One thing, there was someone who did point out, actually, quite rightly, is... He didn't know who Russ was. Yeah, so you when didn't. We found you out didn't. On, uh, no, on, but our introduction of Russ, we just assumed everybody. Was, I think that was my fault, really. So I did. Yeah, we, we, but the funny thing about it is, it's a good point what the guy's saying. But the idea is really these YouTubers. Who are they? What are they? Are they anybody? I think the fact of the matter is, I think Russ is probably, if he's known, getting known now for his Miami's 11, but he's a guy that he turns on, pushes, presses the button. button. Call it what he presses is. the button. Ugh. But we'll, we'll, we'll try and work on that. Yeah. Well, we yeah. are. Well, we, we've, you know, a few people have now heard uh, who he is. Yeah. Um, Paul Turner thought he was the bloke that held up the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the something last night that was quite funny uh it happened to be uh hugo Schechter. um why was he holding up a ball well i did wonder that but i think he'd done it in a previous game i don't think they have a fourth official holding the ball up now but sometimes we've had kevin noland do it so oh really i uh, didn't know that. yeah so obviously um i think again i still can't find this can you send me a picture because i'm having a little tussle with a club on on your suggestion it's dave bellows can you send me a picture of this guy 
um, get in the red card, uh, get in the yellow card, please. Oh, if you don't mind. No, I'll do it. What difference does it make? It... And well, if you could send me the picture that you sort of, your, your research, please, thank you. What, so, sorry to interrupt what the question. Are the, um, what, what, why are the club denying it's him? I was told um, uh, we have not shared who the member of the backroom team is. Uh, we have we know consistent. Well, <laughs> I said, was it Dave Bellows <laughs> uh, who got booked Even... alongside John Terry? Well, it's not on Twitter. Where where did you get the Dave it Bellows? It says on from? the Sun. Here. Okay, it's the Sun. But Dave Bellows, West Ham, and he says he got. Yellow card would be John Terry. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There you go, isn't it? The Sun. John Terry booked on Aston Villa sideline after West Ham coach Dave Billows has also given the yellow card. There you go. I've sent it to Sean now. Oh, right. So you, did, you didn't do your research. You read it in the bloody Sun. Well, that, is that not research? Yeah, well, you told me you tried to make out that you'd uh, you'd you'd seen the picture and you'd randomly then cross referenced it. Um, no, I, I actually looked up who that bloke was and I found out it was called Dave Billows. Is that not okay. research? Okay, yeah, fair enough. The fact that I spotted it and you didn't, Mister Journalist. Yeah, well, I was doing Bellows, not Billows. That's probably why I was yeah, um, finding the wrong person. Oh, yeah. Well, we know what you're like with names. It'd be called Dave Pillow on Claret and you once in the morning. But um, Gary Prince should make Sean. He says he can't argue at yeah. three wins in a row. When was the last time we won three wins in a row? I've good question. Fifteen myself. But um, anyway, it's, last time we had a start like this was 2015. Um, that we had so many points after so little after ten games. Um, he can't argue at three wins in a row. He said, but I'm sure we all would like to see us taking our game more to the opposition. The ref was poor. Villain knew it, so they were buying cheap free kicks. Fournell's yellow card was laughable. Favourite cheese is Drunken Hooligan. He says, look it up. Uh, one question, was Sean Lucky in the Man United ballot? Of course he was, Gal, but it ain't been announced yet. We, it hasn't <laughs> been announced yet. He said, I'd have Sean Whetstone on the back of my shirt, but I'm not sure I can handle the abuse. <laughs> Do you know what? I did say that uh, I would say to, uh, I'm on a WhatsApp group with the, the old um, SA, um, sorry, SAB, OSB. And, um, you know, and a few people have joked, you know, I wish I was lucky as, as Sean is in the ballot, uh, along with uh, the ex-chairman of the OSB, um, uh, Dave. Um and and I said I have to go if I do win it. I have to not tweet and go in disguise. So who should I go in disguise as? I'm going your pento outfit, um, don't we? <laughs> okay. Do you reckon if I do win oh, the ballot, I, I should, you should uh, go uh, as? not? Right. Don't say it. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. No, go on. Are you going to talk about that Christmas party? No, no, I, no, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm not stupid enough to mention that. Uh, I think you should go in a Russian hat and a Russian coat. Hey. Because you're about the same height. I think you're a bit taller, to be fair to you, Sean. Um, yeah. But how good would that be? 
Eh? You could be like part of the Politburo. Okay. You could look out for me in the stands. I I don't think I'm going to be lucky. Well, look, we'll know if you go, to be fair, because you're non-stop on the phone. And when you, if you get lucky, you probably won't be, so you'll keep quiet. And whenever you're quiet, it means you're up to no good. So then yeah, we'll you know. said that before, didn't you? When I was going to go to uh, yeah. one of the games. Yeah. Uh, uh, Paul Oakley, it's Mr. Um, hey. Uh, the the uh, what's that called? Cartoon people. Yeah. Um, That's Paul, isn't it? Pixar. Pick. Pixar, yes. He's Pixar, I think he works for. Pixar. What was the one I said? The other one. Oh, well. Anyways, Paul Oakley. He lives in America, people. Lovely. California. He says, hello, fellas. Hope you will. I don't think he says it quite the way I say it. But anyway, I don't know. Uh, he says, I feel like we are finally showing the signs of a cohesive team. We don't, I don't ever use the word cohesive anyway. Uh, becoming more balanced and showing the effort and fighting for one another. He says, you make your own luck. And if you're on top, the opponents have the pressure. Oh, excuse me. He said, you make your own luck. And if you're on top, your opponents have the pressure. Always add Decanio. He's gone with a shirt. It says, VAR makes me sad. He's put that in capitals. He's shouting it. Uh, but as long as it's the same sadness for all, then so be it. But would you want to be a defender in the box now? He said, I'd have to take my arms to my sides. The Villa diving on VAR review should have got a yellow. I'm talking about yeah. the now ghoulish one. I like all. I will not discriminate. Uh, quick question for you, gents. Can Ben Rama defend? No. No, I don't think he can. Uh, yeah. No, the answer's no show. I want to be fair to him that he hasn't had a lot of opportunity, but but he didn't show no, it. If, got... we're just, if we're just looking at yes, um, yesterday's game, then the answer's probably... He didn't make one tackle or win one ball. I mean, other than being looking fantastic on the ball, without the ball, he doesn't even look like a footballer. So, um, keep your eye on that one. Okay. All right, there you go. Next up, it's it's old Dodsey. All right, my answer is, how's you doing? He said, oh, Nigel, you know my favourite cheese. Yeah, that's exactly how he says it, people. Because uh, he was having cheese last night. And uh, he did tell me what his cheese was. And if you think I've it? remembered. <laughs> what was it? Was it English? No, or? it was that. He's, he's from Somerset anyway, or Zamazet. I do a cheddar in Somerset. So, uh, it was one of them uh, funny cheeses with things in. Um, I, I don't think it was a Dow cheese. Hold on, I don't want to come up the page, so... Stinking Bishop? Uh, I don't, let me just save this photo, because I've got, I've got a little nice stat for you that I found on Facebook. A cheese stat or a football, no, a football stat? stat? So we'll get no. off that. Oh, it's a shame no, it's not. Sorry. I liked the cheese jokes last week, so I was yeah, hoping there fair, was some cheese I was laughing about mascarpone, because I had that tonight in some pasta for my tea, and I was sitting chuckling to myself, and my missus wondered what I was laughing at. And then I told the George's joke. Um, Dodsy, 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 Dodsy. Where are you, mate? Where are you? You, you said 
Here we go. Um, so, ah, oh, vintage Somerset cheddar. Nice. There you go. Oh, that was a bit boring. I, after last week, I know it's not a cheese podcast, but well, you we asked. talked about baked cheese, and I and I, I think you used two as a picture. But I bought a. Um, this is from Lidl, by the way. Can recommend it. It was a baked camembert with jalapenos. So if you want a little bit of spice in your baked camembert, that's a nice one for Christmas. Little tip from Lidl. Very cheap. I forget what it was. I sent you the price. It's like three quid. Baked camembert with jalapenos if you let a little bit of spice in your cheese. You're not keen, are you? No, I just don't. You said this before. You, you don't mix. If you want chilli or, or spice, you have it yourself. separately. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Fair nice. Chilli jam. Oh, you yeah. shopping. Oh. Yeah, I know. There you go. See, I don't just shop in Waitrose. I do shop in Lidl. Not often, because, um, you know. Oh, by the way, and again, complete as we do, completely digressing, I, I was a bit bored, and I, I watched, um, I've been watching some stuff on um, Amazon lately. Good plug. Obviously, go and see the football sketch show while you're there. But also, I watched... Um, because I don't know why I've never watched it before, Legend, right? I sent you a little clip about Cockney's uh, used <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Bite on it. That was a great yeah. clip. But, that's that's that, quite a good line, that, that, that is quite yeah. accurate. It was yeah. a, great, a great little thing it says, and I'll put this on Twitter as well, is Cockney's, uh, uh, they, they, wouldn't, they won't talk to a policeman, but they kiss a gangster. And then yeah, filthy it's quite blah, blah, right, blah. Really, yes. yeah, That's true, isn't it? You know, you're called a grass. Yeah, aren't I don't know that attitude either, yeah, but it's quite right. But anyway, in the same thing, and I wanted to ask you about this, you two in towners. Um, apparently, I didn't know this, that when you go south of the river, this was in one of the Richardson sketch, it's called Indian country. That's right, yeah. So that's Still where is. I am. I live Indian in Indian country. country, do I? Is that what you call yeah, it? Yeah, Indian I, country. I, yeah. I call it bandit country. Um, bandit country that's what i call it even I mean, though i do the river people south of the water marsh dwellers uh, right and, so people south of the river yeah indian country bandit country marsh dwellers yeah because what, generally what are people got, north of them so like, you could be in scotland and you're okay and but that. if you're south of the thames the river thames just to be clear for our international thing when they say the river we're talking about the river thames hmm. This divide, if you're north of the river, you're okay yeah, in your world. We're talking about London, Sean. Yeah, so once you get outside London, it's a whole different ball game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Would, would you, if Indian country is south of the river, right? Yeah. What is, what is, I don't know, outside of London then? Well. Or is it all Indian country? No, you got, you got out of town. Uh, yeah, as Jay said, that's how. And then you, obviously, the, the marsh dwellers goes out to Kent. And and sort of and the Essex border with with Canby Island and that because you got to watch them because they got webbed feet because they used to obviously squelch about in the marsh. Yeah, and, like Thamesmead, all yeah, marsh and, and flood water. Isle of Sheppey, you know, you got to watch out for them. Only three type of people live on the Isle of Sheppey. That's a known fact. Uh, I won't tell you because it might upset a lot of people. Um, but my uncle was lived on there for. A couple of years. Uh, <laughs> um, then, I mean, then you move out, innit? You've got the carrot crunches, which circle sort of 
out of London. Carrot crunchers? Yeah, what the carrot they? crunchers. Well, they're the people that live in the country, aren't they, and crunch their carrots. People like Dodsey, aren't they? You know, he's a carrot cruncher, and he? he drives around in his tractor. Ooh, and talk like that. When you when you get up in the North Essex, they all talk funny like that. Up where Ian Dale got brought up, Saffron Walden, you know? Right. You listen to John Bond talk. So you'd, obviously he's dead now. You'd have to go back yeah, and watch yeah, old film. Listen to John Bond talk. He, he talks like a proper carrot cruncher. Now, John Bond come from like North Essex. Not that far, but... Right. Um, you know, that, it, John Bond was proper Essex. They didn't, they didn't, you know, right. since the Cockneys moved out uh, and uh, left the East End and moved into Essex, the Essex accent has sort of been diminished. Yeah. And we've pushed them All up right. into Cambridgeshire. And then you've got the Fenland people. They're, they're a bit, you know, your mother is your uh, sister, you, you know, your father is your brother. And all people like that, Lincolnshire. Uh, I, I mean, I can so, insult the whole country. to the craze, and not a po- you know, not not uh, not about postcodes. Um, well, uh, do you have any relations that knew that you, you're into towners? Obviously, Bethnal Green down the road. Have you got any relations that were were associates of the craze, boys? I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> oh, oh, have we touched a raw nerve? No, I don't like to glamorise this because actually, that that what happens in that film in some parts of that film, Legend, is quite accurate. And, um... What, we went mad? And Well, no, well, the yeah, thing is, there's I, been I a glamorisation of the crime. Yeah, exactly, I yeah, don't and enjoy what, that. And, and, and the, the, the old analogy of, are they only uh, their own kind, I'm afraid was not true. Yeah, not wasn't true. it? No. And this started, I, I heard, I mean, obviously... My mum and dad from Bethlehem Green as well, but my mum was in the same street or the next street, and there was lots of things that happened, or they did as children, um, well before any kind of romanticised gangster things. Ooh. Oh, we're going to have um, to hear that one day. Maybe you're fair. Um, yeah. But, okay. I Interesting. Mean, I have you watched the film? Yeah, it's good. I knew someone that was um, that's mate was it was a daughter of who were the Italian brothers? Ah, oh, Lambri the um, Tony Lamborghini, or oh, yeah, and uh, and his brother, and she, she was not ashamed, but she she said it was nothing to be proud of. Mm. It was nothing to. Be proud there's a lot of. of there's a lot that happened that don't get out there. That's you, you just you don't. Um, what wasn't David Sullivan? Didn't he talk, write, speak to the craze at some point? Obviously, he made his film as his executive film? producer on I the think craze. He's had three cracks at it, Sean. <laughs> I think there's three of them he's made. I thought there was two. Was it? I thought it was three. I swear, I'll see another one the other day and thought, oh my life. What what was it then? Well, he made one um, about the the Mad Axe Man. So he'd made one, The Rise of the Craze. He, he made another one. Of the Craze and The Fall of the Craze. Yeah, and then he, he did one where it covers the, the Mad Axeman story, which I don't know if you know the story very quickly. So the Mad Axeman yeah. was uh, Frank Mitchell, and they sprung him from prison and hid him in a flat, I believe, on the Barking Road at East Ham. 
and uh, Mitchell was a bit of a nutcase and a bit of a loose cannon. So the craze, well, the, the rumour is that the craze got him out or someone got him out and they didn't know what to do with him. So the film portrays it as that the craze have got him out. Mitchell's a bit of a madman, uncontrollable. So he was never seen again. Do, all right. So a bonus question. What is David Sullivan's connection with Reggie Cray? Do you know the story? Uh, no. His story is, or as he tells it in the Express, um, he says that basically he used to have a lot of um, um, checks bounce. And he, he was in letter correspondence with Reggie Cray in Leicester Prison in his early 20s. He says, I had a small mail order company and we used to get a lot of bounce checks. There was nothing I could do about it. We used to write one letter saying, we hope there has been a misunderstanding and and you had insufficient funds. And basically used to sign it, blah, blah, blah. We don't want any unpleasantness. And he signed it, Cyril Cray, thinking the, the Cray connection would scare people into paying up. Likes apparently, Cyril, doesn't he? <laughs> apparently he then got a letter from Reggie Cray saying he'd heard about this. And there's only one Cray in London, one craze in London. It's a very unique name, and how dare you use our name? Oh, wow. uh, so yeah, his his connection was, um, uh, yeah, is uh, stop using my name to collect money. Instead, I, I thought it was more than that, but that's. And then he made films. Yeah, there you go. I wonder how many DVDs it sold. Probably, uh, talking of that, let's just go back to uh, Amazon Prime. How, how well is the football uh, sketch show going? How well is um, everybody's second film? I haven't checked, ladies. I think it's getting, it's going really well. It's going really well. It's a better platform, Prime Video, because things don't fizzle out. And um, when the football starts getting back on Prime again, that will help. Um, Give it more I don't get can I, uh, constructive criticism. I don't get the whole clairvoyant thing, right? I, I know it's still in there. I just don't get it. It's maybe my humour. I just don't get it. Well, you don't get is the guy's humour. I don't get the joke. What's the joke? You don't get the joke. Yeah, I don't. Well, you yeah. obviously maybe I'm being a bit worse with the spirits. Can he? He's a he's a charlatan, isn't he? All oh, right. Okay. Wasn't wasn't um, someone asking a question? Oh, 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 oh done. Right, he says, right. Let's get this right. Yeah, let's go back. <laughs> and, and excuse me, then, but this is the thing, yeah. Because I was telling someone today they got to watch it, and I told them about yeah. this, and he thought, oh, it sounds funny. So basically, he's up on stage, isn't he? Old Clinton, and he's giving it yeah. Sam, Sam, Sam. So I've got Sam in my head. A bloke stands up yeah. and said, "I oh, know Sam. That was my partner." And he starts telling him about this woman, Sam, who's there talking to him. Yeah? And then Stell, or Greg, <laughs> we'll call him Stelios because it's funnier, <laughs> stands up and actually says, well, actually, it was Sam for Samuel. It's a man. Yeah, it's me. Husband. But obviously, uh, Clinton's been talking about a woman. Well, obviously, he's not getting a message, is he? He's making it up, so then he has to backtrack. To yeah, but, yeah but then there's a little bit of slapstick humour about vaginas and all kinds of bits, and I'm just going, 
Oh, maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just don't. No, you don't I just get didn't it. get it. Yeah. No. no maybe right. well, maybe it's being a Surrey boy. It's yeah, it is. You stick. Is it vulgar? Is it a, a vulgar humour? Maybe. A what? Vulgar, vulgar. You know, you stick to your Richard Evans and your um, uh, Jack White, Whitehall. Yeah, Jack, actually, yeah, I, I like a bit of Jack Whitehall and his dad. Actually, yeah. You st- oh, for fuck's oh, sake! No, you stick. You don't to- like him, Len? Oh, he's fucking dreadful. <laughs> oh yeah. You see, there you go. That's why we're worlds apart on you. Yeah. Do you, do you, what, do you watch Mickey Flanagan? I've got a thing here. No. Do, you, you, no. do you not watch Mickey Flanagan? No. No. No, don't watch Mickey Flanagan. You, have you watched any of his thing? I'm thought... no. 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 Right. I don't really watch TV, so, you know. He, he doesn't like towners, Sean. Does he not? You No, you, Sean. Oh, you. You, me, don't, you don't me. like towners. Yeah, you, you don't like towners. <laughs> I'm not prejudiced. Um, <gasps> certain comedians were, were, were the reason, like Flanagan, I suppose, is funny to a lot of us is because he's our sense of humour. Mm. You can tell he's. But then again, some of it's, it's too familiar for me as well. Mm. So I can't oh, he's, he's laugh. A, is he? He's from Bethnal Green, yeah. Oh, is he? I'll have to watch that. Well, I understand him. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Well, you might not. <laughs> I'll watch that. I'll, I'll, that'll be my homework. Anyway, we should get back to the questions. But uh, how's everybody's second team? Getting on? Asked a question. Oh, it's getting yeah. on. It's going very well. It's going very is it, well. Is Sean, it second team? Is it second team? Everybody's second team. Yeah. See, there you go. I got the. I got the. The. the it right. Finally. Um, signed works. Signed artworks are available this Christmas. Yeah, and yeah, good. Very good. good they are too. I'll have to send you a picture when um of the one that I've got. Yeah, you've got one of these. Satisfied? Yes, I'm satisfied. Was it a public I, auction? Was it a public auction? I gave him a private viewing of one, oh, and he oh, paid a lot of money for it. It's as well. Well. keep your bloody nose out of it and shut your mouth. Yeah. Auction, all right? Auction. Anyway. I think there's there's been some skullduggery going on. Anyone here. can have a private viewing. Yeah. No, anyone can have a private viewing, especially if you're a member of Canytown Lane. Not during, it pays not to during COVID, you can't, because there's certain rules. The rule of no, six was you not. Send a photo. I don't. Oh, oh, it's one of those kind of sort of peep show kind of private viewing kind of thing. Yeah, it's like art it's gallery, like... isn't it? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Anyway, oh, going back to the questions. Okay. We're really up to two hours. We have slightly digressed. Well, you have. You took it down the road. You wanted to talk about the craze, talk about comedians, talk about... One, two, three, the back in the room. Here we go. Richard yeah. Dodds. Indian Can country. I just point out quickly, actually, I may have offended quite a few people there. It's only a joke, people. I don't really believe in that. Apart from bandit country and six fingers and toes. Who have you upset? What, saying that everybody's... And it country and carrot crunches and all that lot. Well, obviously, I've upset the carrot crunches, and I for calling them carrot crunches because they probably don't like it. I've upset those south of the water, calling them marsh dwellers because they've got webbed feet. You know, too right. So you know, I might have upset a few people. West Ham fan base. I know it's very diverse now. We've even got people abroad, apparently. Ew, jolly good show. There you go. And a few bog trotters. Yes, there you go. But what's that? What's that? What's a bog trotter? 
<laughs> moving that on. You can't get away with that. We're not moving on until you tell me what a bog trotter is. No, you have to look it up. Uh, anyway, Richard, don't want the bog trotters. It's Richard Dodds. All right, my handsomes. Oh, we've done that bit. He put, anyway, great three points. We go fifth in the league. That'll do nicely. He said, uh, considering we haven't played well. Last night, he said, Co-Fowl got roasted every time in the first half. Uh, lucky in them, probably. <laughs> uh, we had no plan to deal with yeah, them. You can't, <laughs> say that. you can't say bog trotter. That is, a, that is a derogatory term and a stereotype <laughs> of our cousins in Ireland. Oh. And has, <laughs> has no... On behalf of... Um, more than just a podcast, I apologise profusely <laughs> to any of our great cousins in Ireland because uh, in no way did we mean to demean you or use a derogatory term uh, in that way. And I, I wholeheartedly apologise on behalf of my inbred in-towners. Do you know one of the funniest <laughs> things that I heard? Yeah. Well, I think we played Sheffield United in the Cup but it was when my season ticket was near the away side. The son Giza showed that. Have someone at your fucking ill muncher. Ill muncher. Ill muncher. Ill muncher. Ill muncher. Oh, dear. I don't think. Who was it fucking good enough, Holt? I did laugh. Don't you think that's a good one, ill muncher? Ill muncher. That is good. Although Nigel won't touch eels. No, disgusting. No, me neither. They're horrible. But it was still funny. Yeah. Anyway, back to Dodsey. What do you remember this week? After Kufal was getting roasted. Kufal? Uh, yeah, yeah, we had no plan to de- deal with, um, or souffle, if we're talking about roasting, um, with their biggest threat, Grealish. He said, do you think it would have made sense to man-mark him with Declan? Let's move on. Questions for Aaron. De- De- Declan was up to it, as we said earlier. What? Yeah, all right. Well, I don't know. Fucking Grealish. Um, uh, he was shown up by Grealish, I thought. Who was? Declan. Two different types of players, though. Didn't he? Uh, in, you know, Grealish's flair uh, and and Spark and, and Rice. You said he wasn't a flair player earlier. Make oh, your Grealish mind, is huh? a flair player. That's what I called him. Right, you can choose one. Premier League winners two years in a row or go back to Upton or still be at Upton Park. Oh, easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Go on. Premier League winners and Champions League any time of the day. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's a tough one for me, actually, I must admit. Um, because you're a football fan to see success. And, yeah, uh, which is place has really been knocked down, mate. Place has been knocked down. It's gone. Move on. Move on. Uh, I mean, move on, Nigel. Move on with your life. Stadium would have led us to be like challenging for a title and everything. And there may, I may have not been so opposed to it, but the fact that they said that would happen, and I never believed it for a minute. Or think it's two good. years of winning the, the the Premier League, two years of Champions League. No, I think still, about yeah, what that means. I, I would. I'd still prefer up to Park. Carlos Tevez is alleged to be retiring. What's your favourite moment? And you can only choose one. Oh, well, that's, that's an easy one. The Man United goal. For me. No. Is it not the moment I remember Carlos Tevez. For me, it's the Tottenham free kick. Hmm. That sort of Which one did he jump into the crowd? Tottenham free kick. Tottenham free kick. All right. Yeah, that's the one. I'm glad you know. Uh, oh, look, I'd say I should have read on. He said uh, he's listed. Uh, he's give us a list, funny enough, which I didn't read. He's put his Man United goal to keep us up, but then went more. Spurs goal and ran into the crowd that I went for. Uh, whenever he returned doing the iron sign. Um, even though I blame him for starting that, and of course he's got right out of hand now. Uh, of course, you'd never catch me doing that. Uh, with the passing of Diego Maradona, what are your memories of Bobby Moore passing away? What did you do on that day? On the day yeah, or the, the Wolf day, day? Or Bobby Moore passing away. Well, we didn't. We didn't hear it so con- constantly that we do now. I, 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 no. Um. Well, I think I might have even read it in the Evening Standard or something like that well, at was, the time. It would have been right. What was the year? 1993, was it? Oh, so there was no internet, no. right? So the internet really, the World Wide Web wasn't invented to 1995, as I tell my children. There was no social media. So, you know, um, most people didn't even have mobile phones at that point. I know that's hard to believe. Um so it would have had to be in the papers, wouldn't it? You know, the back papers were full of it. And Radio. The back pages of the papers. Um, there was re- there was no talk sport, though. It would have been on BBC. But if you really wanted to see the pictures and read about it, it was it was in the back of the mirror and the sun and the, the Times and, uh, you know, the Independent. That's, uh, and that's what I remember, the, reading the papers, you know. Not being a Surrey boy. Um couldn't get down to uh, uh, down there. I don't know if either of you two's went down to the the gates and saw the flowers in person, but I didn't get to do that. I remember being at college and 
my tutor was an Orient fan and he went down there and did that. But we waited for for the the Wolves game, which I think was about ten days later. Actually, can't recall. Um, no, but I didn't go down there. No, not till the Wolves game. Did you go to the Wolves game, Nigel? Yeah, I um. <sighs> It came on the radio because he'd been he'd been at the England game a few days before against San Marino, and and or, or the week before, and basically that's when they announced he was fighting cancer. So it, it was a big shock to hear that he died, and then I don't know how word got out, but would I don't know if someone um, said. Uh, there's people down at the gate. Should we go down there? So, uh, m- m- my wife was begotten, and, and we went down there, and there was about twenty, thirty people, and and so we just like milled around as as people were starting to lay, sort of putting scarves and and shirts on the gates, um, and then the next couple of days we, we would go down every day. And and, mm. and the flowers started building up in in front of the gates, and then um, the club obviously um, started to move. The the, fir- the the Wolves game was uh, was a week and a half after because we had, I think it mm. was Sunderland away first. I think you're right. I think yeah, it was Sunderland away was the first, which was a Sunday game, which was the first game. Of, did he die on the Thursday? I'm thinking he died on a Thursday. But yeah, we, it was down there that night. Um, or he might have died on the Wednesday and it was announced on the Thursday. Um, yeah. I, I, the strange thing is, is obviously the club was supposed to have kept all the mementos um, that were like all the scarves and everything that were tied to the gates. Uh, so mm, then something to find out, Sean. <laughs> I know they. Had I mean, the the um they buried the time capsule, which they time capsule. Up. That's right. And did they yeah. not rebury? Yeah, they reburied. Yeah. yeah, but that only had some of the stuff in it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I I, I will find out though. Well, ask I mean, that. certainly Hugh Huey, obviously my partner of crime at Clarence Hugh, um, was his ghostwriter at the time. Um, he was still writing for um the Sunday Sport. Um and and Sullivan was 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 paying him. Um, I forget how much, but but Hugh did did all the work. So so you know, um, Bobby used to ring up Hugh and and sort of dictate some some words over the over the phone, and and Hugh would ghostwrite it up into his column um, for the Sunday Sport. Um, you know, you may say something about Sullivan and Gold, but but. You know, they were one of the few people to give him a job um, when a lot of people would turn their back on him at that point. He was also doing Capital Gold, wasn't he? Commentary for Capital Gold. Yes. Um, yeah. Just before he died. Yeah. He, he, he did the capital. And there were his two jobs, you know. He, yeah. he did Capital Gold. He he did um, he, he did um, the Sunday Sport column. And, and he, did, um, he did some soccer schools and training using his name for stuff, you know. He didn't. Anyway, we digressed well. again. Yeah, Sheffield. That's sad. Financially, he didn't do very well. You're right. No. He didn't capitalise on his um, before he died. 
no, it'd be all different now. It's a shame because it would. Yeah, I, yeah. I think with the internet and 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 the way that it, all football memorabilia and memories and the the way we we talk about the old days more, I think he he would have been in demand. Yeah, Jeff Alice hasn't done too bad, has he? <laughs> no, no, fifty That's quid to first. Um, he says. Also, lastly, he said, uh, Len in the podcast, getting to know you, propaganda. You talked about Ray Winston and Upton Park. Yeah, we did. <laughs> he said, with oh, that, that in mind, him. what are the three things that you believe are the fabric of Upton Park? He's put, for me, the Berg hut at the back of the chicken run. I think he's, he must be talking about the one on Priory Road, I'm guessing. Uh, Never went to that one. Uh, Gary Olas, a great meeting spot. Yeah, definitely that one. And the statue opposite the bowling pub. Yeah, relatively, and then later. Hmm. How long was the statue there now? The statue was put there. I was there the day I opened. Um, <clears throat> 2012? No, it was uh, before then. But Sullivan and Gold paid for it. No, no, the money was put up by it was before Gold and Sullivan bought the club. Oh, okay. Um, the club that. did put some money I'm towards it in two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. They, they put about thirty percent towards it. The rest of it was grants. Yeah, and, and council, council put money in. I think the FA. I don't know the lottery fund and the lottery yeah, fund. Something because uh, Prince Andrew did the unveiling. It was something to do with the FA at the time. Turned up in his Aston Martin. Do you know what? That's a good question he's asked, though. Three things that, for sweet. me, with the fabric uh, of Upton Park. Sweet, sweet stall. The two Arsenal. Try, right, and be sensible for once in your life. I'm serious. It was it was Go part of the fabric. Sweets. Do you know what? You'll be uh, two for a pound anywhere you like. It, we always went to the sweet stall. You remember him? Or them? Yeah, he was at Arsenal him. now. Two, two for a pound. Anywhere you like. Anywhere you like. Two for a pound. Wouldn't get that anymore, would you? Two for a pound. Two, two bags of sweets for a pound. Little humbug. At the end, I remember having this um, habit of getting um, some chicken wings. I think we won after oh. our chicken wings. I started <laughs> getting. Yeah. Um, I mean, we used to go to, there was a chicken shop, right, that we often used to go buy, um, you know, Plasto. Um, uh, what was it called? Sam's? And you'd get a, <laughs> it was like two burgers for two pounds, two chicken burgers for two yeah. pounds. I mean, you couldn't, you know. Yeah. I don't know if it was chicken, funny, but, but it like out If I was dying of starvation. Really, me, oh, George, George, John, and I often used to either get chicken wings or two yeah, well, chicken wings, two mini chicken, but two That's pounds like at the end. Oh, it's like going to a pub after the kickoff and then going back out and having a quid burger. So sometimes we used to, oh, sometimes we used to go to the, the um the Berlin, but I didn't like the. It's just too. I got tinnitus, and they had a terrible sound system in there that just drove me up the wall. So. Often I like going to the central and then coming back past the stalls and getting your burgers for a quid, yeah. which is all they're worth. See, at the end, we were black line boys. 
Um, we always used to go post-match into the garden and the, the black line. And interestingly, uh, it used to be a meeting pretty much of all the podcasts. So in the back, there would be Stop Hammer Time, uh, KUMB. The boys from KUMB podcasts were always there. We were there. Um, and that was it. That was the whole podcast community at one point. You used to join us down there, Nigel, didn't you, in the black line um, garden? Uh, I used to drink in there, yeah. But then I used to yeah. drink in there when you lot weren't there. Yeah, I know. Well, we, we started off at um, Greengate. Um, well, we started off at the Prince Albert with their great uh, roast potatoes smothered in pepper um, with a leaky roof. And See, then they closed that. There's, back there's, to green there's a, I love this because the more you, you say, say about the, the pubs that you go to, they, there's a link that happens. So still what, you listen. They closed pubs. every time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then we moved to then we moved to uh, the castle, <laughs> and that got raided and got turned into a betting shop. Do you remember the castle painted? They had illegal immigrants working there, uh, and then we used to drink in Greengate, which is now <laughs> um, Tesco or whatever. Um, yeah, and and then we were just really left with um, um, at the Black Line. Everywhere else, we sort of looked right out of towners. Like we went in the. Is it the uh, Lord Stanley? The Stanley, yeah. It's Stanley. Right, we went in there once, well, right, on our way to the ground. Yeah, go on. Yeah, all right, Lord Stanley. And we stood there, and it's like they didn't serve us. Like, they served all the regulars. And we were there for 20 minutes. We just gave up and walked out, because, like, it was like, oh, strangers. <laughs> strangers. There, we're not going to serve there's them. There's certain pubs like that. But, um, yeah. And was the Lord Stanley one of them? Or did we just... Look at no, it. it was the the, the the Lord Stanley was never one on my list. Um, to be and fair. often we used to go to Vic after a game, particularly when they had a scar night, like a bit of scar. Do you ever go to a scar night at the Vic I'm, after I, a game? The, again, when I lived in the area, the Vic was on my do not go to list. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I, ne- I never had any problems in the Vic. I- I've heard the story. Can we ask the reason? Uh, um, it, not, not the landlord that's got it now, but the people before it. Um, it, I remember asking um, the governor of the Black Lion um, why his beer was so dear. Now, I must admit, I'd had a few beers when I asked him that, Tom. And um, so I used to run a five-side. Never called him a bog setter because he, he would tell you where to go. Well, I used to run a five-side football team out of the Black Lion on a Thursday night. At, yeah. at, um, played at Noon Leisure Centre, and then we'd go and get drunk on a Thursday night after football. So uh, after a, a, a good few beers one night, I did ask Tom why his beer was so dear, and as he rightly pointed out, it kept the fights in the coach and horses, which was also across the road. Uh, a, a pub we used to drink in some Sundays that we knew was the only fiver pub uh, because it was like the barmaid could only add up to a fiver. Um, <laughs> so, but the, the fact is, is that I'm, I mean, I remember my brother getting head butted outside the um, coaching horses. That I, I, all the years in the Black Lion, I'd never seen a fight there yet in the Vic. Yes, the coaching horses. Yes, uh, when in the Abbey Arms. Uh, used to be an Irish pub. Um, 
and we we got but, to learn. Come on, there were fights when people drink. There were fights. Oh no, in all yeah, parts. but I saw fights never happened in the Black, Black Lion and never happened. the Castle never and Green the Gate. Never seen it. Really, I saw. The, I saw the, a fight. The Green the Gate was a nice pub. Um, seen a fight in there. Uh, oh yeah, I listen. I knew there, there was a young boy got shot dead in there. Um, oh really? Yeah. What by, in Green Gate? By his cousin, or <laughs> second cousin, Matt. Yeah, a family dispute. Two local families dispute. And the kid got shot dead. Um, but but there were rumours about the Vic that it was owned by, you know, um, someone from the ICF, etc. As far I, I asked that person particularly when I spoke to them, and they said no, didn't I? Didn't own that pub. No, no, I don't think not that I knew of. The the the, the bloke that's got it now, he wasn't the owner um, when. I used to live and drink in the area. So I think a woman had yeah. it. I mean, I was always with a West Ham crowd, and I suppose it, when you're in with a West Ham crowd, you don't see – it's not a normal kind of night in the pub, yeah? No, I mean, because I grew up round by the Abbey Arms, the, the pubs that I drank in were along there, but they're all long gone. The Swan, yeah. uh, the Golden Lion, the Foresters, um, you know – I was in the forest the night before I got married and I got, I was in the swan and, you know, an hour before the wedding. And luckily the church was a five minute walk from the swan. So, uh, but I mean, as regards the fabric of the bar, <laughs> for me, it'd be, oh, yeah, it'd be Green Street, actually, at the corner of Green Street and the Barking Road, um, the gates actually, and the west, the west stand mm. would be the, the the fabric, and then um, the the walk home for me. The queue at the Bleaton. Actually, we always avoided the queue well, I never by getting the time, beer and so, the grip burger. Um, even when I moved to Barking, I actually used to walk home after a game. Because um, it was, you know, getting a us furry boys. Yeah. If 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 the tubes are really clock, cocked up and the queue, you know, so we used to go in the back line, let the queues go down and go to Plasto, and then go home. But if it really was that bad, we'd walk to Canning Town before Uber. Oh, you know how long that is? Well, yeah, it's only about and a mile cup- and a half. It'd probably take you about 35, 40 minutes. Yeah, 40 minutes. Yeah. It was 40 minutes. Now, there is a pub close to Canning Town who we once went to. Whoa. You're talking about out-of-towners. Jesus. Uh, well, Do you know the, the one I mean? Road. Yeah, right. Right. Like It looks like a, it doesn't really fit in. It's sort of set back a bit. And um, I forget the name. So it weren't the Alex. Oh. Even though you wouldn't have been welcome in there, to be fair, you wouldn't have been welcome in there. Um, and I'll tell you what, me, John, and George once in there because for some reason Canning Town. You had was the ordinance down by Rathbone Market just before Rathbone Market. It was off off the Barking Road, and we went in there. What do you mean? Off it's the like barking everybody road. looked. It was off the Barking. Walking up that road from Canning Town to Plasto. Yeah. So you you had the had, what what what. Era we talk. What, it was on the left hand side. Oh yeah, as you're walking towards the ground, or yeah, as you're walking towards the ground on the left hand side. It sounds yeah. like you've gone into the attics. Oh, we weren't welcome there. No, they, we no. were not welcome there. And I'll tell you what, I've never felt uncomfortable, and I just thought 
you know, we're, they're going to rob us. If <laughs> we drank our pints as quick as we could and got out of that there pub, quick, because it was like that's, that's actually now the first pub on the Barking Road. So all the pubs yeah. from Canning Town um, on the Barking Road, people don't realise the Barking Road actually starts at the River Lee. Um, and then it comes up. So obviously the Barking Road was there before the Canning Town flyover, which demolished after or the beginning of the Barking Road. So it comes up. So there, there, there used to be about three or four pubs: the Royal Oak, the Ordnance Arms, the. Um, and there's n- there's not a football crowd in the Alex, or certainly there wasn't when we went there. It it seems to be too far away, and, and mainly locals on a match day. Yeah, it, it, it's it's it's. It's the, the bloke that owns it. It's a big West Ham fan, Johnny May. Oh, really? Yeah, All big right. West Ham fan. He's mates with my uncle. Um, his brother actually was um, junior coach Mickey May at a West Ham Boxing Club for years. All right. Brought through a lot of the boxers. But yeah, to be fair, I went in there a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> Not, again, if anyway, the face back, didn't fit, back to the question, they, they weren't. They weren't. Um, you know, you, uh, you, you know the booches aren't here. We're at two two hours seventeen. Free, we've done about four we? questions. We've done about four questions. Well, I've got oh, a thing. Stuart Ling then says, uh, "Brady out." Uh, Dodsey finished his Brady, Brady out. out. Let's get that bet in. Uh, he says, "Evening, gentlemen." Says Stuart. Oh, oh, and Sean. Uh, yeah. On the subject of Grealish, did you also notice the way skip past our players with relative ease towards the end of the game last night? Uh, I think our lads ended up scared of putting a challenge in on him as they were worried of giving away yet another free kick on the edge of a box or a penalty. He said it meant they gave him a free run at, this, at times. He said the lad's obviously talented, but his constant diving is stopping players from actually wanting to tackle him. Something needs to be done about his constant diving from the slightest of touches. The rest of the Villa attack weren't much better either. It, very frustrating to watch as an opposing fan. He seems almost untouchable or unplayable at times, or at least it seems. He says he loves the show, and he says uh, Grealish and Brady out. Brady out. Brady out. Uh, and then Dan Perry and Stuart have a little chat, which is nice to see. Uh, oh. Next up, hello, Metty Pips. Oh, ah. it's a Belinda cake. Oh, it's Marion. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. No, it's it's uh, no. Belinda. Well, it wasn't pretty, unlike yourself, Bill. Oh, good. But a win is a win, she says. With regards to VAR, it's not the tech it is uh, that is the issue. It's how it's been used. There's a place for it, but not in its current guise. On cheating, I'm assuming you're referring to Grealish. He's got form, she says. He loves a dive. Mm-hmm. But then he's not exactly the brightest. All right. My issue is that the referee, despite standing in front of him, can't see it. And the standard refereeing was poor last night. A couple of fouls on the highlight, one inside, particular bar Mings in the penalty box that were missed. So, yeah. I yeah, I didn't that. get that. There was a bad body check on Masuaku when he was in the first yeah. half, yeah. when he was going down the wing. Um he oh, kind of went right He just stood his ground and stuck his, dipped his shoulder into him. And, um, you yeah. know. Uh, 
We won. That's a good thing. Yeah. She said, uh, she's, she don't do football shirts. But if she did, she'd be booking on mine. A master. Loves a Brooking. Uh, enough. Brooking didn't have Brooking on his. No, that's true. Did have you ever spoke to Brooking? Trevor. Yes. Uh, I I queued up for his autograph and he spent two minutes talking to me. Yeah, it's uh, like me talking about um the finance thing after uh, earlier. Yeah, asked me to explain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it wasn't boring when I spoke to him. All right. To be fair, the first time I see him in a, in a, in a, like one of them fans uh, forum nights, very funny man, uh, Trevor. I, I will give him that. Yeah. We we interviewed him on the podcast, if you or I interviewed him for uh, the anniversary of um, Moro's death, if you oh, remember. I do remember the show. Yeah. yeah. She loves the show. Free kisses. She put it's my birthday today. Oh, happy, happy, well, happy birthday. Should we sing to her? Can we sing to her? Or not? If you want. You, you lead it. <laughs> happy birthday to birthday. Belle. Is that how do they sing happy birthday? Yeah, that, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've probably upset everybody oh, today. We? Well, you know, the Irish, the Greeks, I am the, only, the South Londoners. Well, we are all inclusive, Sean. We well, are. And when you say we, you're just talking about in towners, right? Your <laughs> clique 50. <laughs> well, where is She said, What would be your birthday cheese? Oh, birthday cheese. That does sound like a colloquialism. <laughs> um, and suddenly I've gone right off cheese. Oh dear! Oh right, yeah. I'm not sure after that. Great um, cheddar. Um, uh, yeah. Um, yes. You've got to go. Um, <laughs> Someone's gone right over his head. Look. Dear, oh dear. I, I got. I'm just moving on. I, I think you've got to go for. <laughs> you've got to go for Puel. Oh, yeah, it would be, mate. I'll oh, tell you, it would be pure raw. I don't know about that. But, uh... <laughs> Do you know why? Oh, I've got pure to move on. is the most expensive cheese. Oh, is it? Let's get to that. It's about £500 per kilogram. All right, all right. Um, so if you, oh, if you want God. something special for your birthday, ask for some pure. Mm. Anyway. Or some Wookie Hole Wookie. aged cheddar. Oh. Wookie Hole aged cheddar. That's very nice as well. Get that from a nice farm shop. Anyway. Happy birthday, Bill. Happy birthday, Bill. Happy birthday, Bill. Happy birthday. Or moose cheese. Moose cheese as well. That's expensive. Or white stilton gold. Expensive. That's expensive as well. Sorry, move on. Baron Boff. Jersey Blue. Jersey Blue, another good one. I don't know if he's from Jersey. Um, <laughs> it's a cheese. Jersey oh, right. Blue. Uh, anyway, next up is Darren Frank Boff. Hi, guys, he says. I uh, hope you're all well. Frank Boff for the uh, uh, older listeners. He says, long time listener, first time commenting. Well, he might not be back because he might be tied up. Uh, after 10 games played this season, which position 
for you needs strengthening the most? He says uh, it's a quick striker because we can't rely on Antonio. Oh, we can't rely on Antonio staying fit. Another thing I've always wondered is the eight listener comment. Could you explain it at all? No, that's a really good point. We're going to town tonight, are we? Favorite. Oh, dear. I will explain that. Basically, go on. Um, I'm gonna let you. A couple of my friends were having a discussion on Twitter with someone, and that someone uh, made uh, a comment about the fact that I was on a podcast that had only eight listeners. And I think I've done well there, Sean. Do you not agree? You have, yes, <laughs> without starting right, any yeah. kind of dispute. So, yeah. basically, what I took was a dig and made it a joke that we took ownership And it's of. an in-joke, and if it's you haven't joined, you yeah. won't know that. that um, but that, it's a long yeah, time ago. Um, and, and to be fair, they probably weren't far off wrong back in those days. Because <laughs> um, And that's why I thought, I did think it was quite funny, actually, when you said it. Uh, Darren's or Frank's favourite cheese is a uh, Marmite. He said, which they bring out of Christmas. Oh, that's the second person who said that. There you go. Uh, you can untie him now. Um, Chris Murphy. He says, "Not happy, lads. Messing with my routine of a Tuesday morning podcast, driving to work. Well, don't blame us. Do what Klopp did. Blame BT or Sky. Therefore, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, and then they blame the FA yeah. and." Put it back on That's clock. That's right, yeah. Which, to be fair, I make them right, because actually, mm. it's down to the chief executives and the, and the owners of the football club who sell their yeah, sold they these took the TV money. people. You can't have the money and complain when the people that pay the money want something for their product. Anyway, talking of uh, uh, people we've upset, Chris Murphy, I don't know if he is or he isn't, but we'll find out. It's... But he's not happy because we've messed with his routine. But I've already done that. He's got a question for Sean, though. He's more is really on 65 grand a week. Um, I don't know how much. You'd have to tell me what that is a year because I know how much he's on a year. Um, times it by 10, so, 650 grand. Times that by five, that's about three million. Three million? That can't be right. No, he's he's not on that much. No. All oh, right, there you go. I mean, it depends if you include bonuses. Um, but but basically, his his deal is is worked out that he gets a lower bo a lower basic, but gets a massive bonus for keeping us in the Premier League. Now, um, last year that was two million quid for keeping us in the Premier League, and he has got six months of wages. Um, but you know, you wouldn't be wrong. That figure, sixty-five grand a week for keeping us in the Premier League, is about right. So if you take his normal wages, about a million and a half, plus a two million pound um, bonus, it does get you to around that figure. So, yes and no. All right, thanks, Sean. It's amazing how many, how long you can take to say absolutely oh, no. nothing that's why people think I, I forget where I am is because I just zone out I was proper yawning yeah. there he can't just give a straight answer yes or no no then no his original question considering no. articles on Claret and you are restricted to a maximum of 500 words yeah that's true why can't you try the same on here sometime 
<laughs> Please. Next up, Jack Rush. Well, obviously Sean's not tonight. Evening, gents, says Jack. He said he's over the moon now. Moyes has transformed the squad, but he's concerned with Balbuena's lack of composure and passing ability. Um, but that's why we need three at the back if he's there, to be fair, Jack. Uh, his positioning tackling has been great lately, but he always seems to hit an open and give away position instantly. I always say you always need a defender like that, a bit like Ginger Collins. That man was not a ball player. Winston Reid next to Ginger Collins, get the ball down. Ginger Collins, get the ball out of the way because he couldn't play the ball either. Sometimes you want a defender to defend. He says, this paired with Suchek's poor passing makes us hard-working, low-possession team that relies on luck. Love the work rate, but it will come back to bite us. Compare that to Mings last night, who allowed Villa to build from the back. He thinks we should go with John Stones in January. What do you think? I like John Stones. I'd have him. I, 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 don't, you know, I don't think he's a top defender. But then again, we're not a top club. Sean? Cupboard is bare. All right, there you go. Uh, Len? Yeah, I'd have him. There you go. Graham Farrah, I think is how we pronounce his, his name. Uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a listener, though he may not next week. Because he's from Ballyduff in Waterford Island. Uh, well, that was you, uh, Sean. Mm, was... Yeah. Only watch the highlights, says Graham. But I think we were a bit lucky. Well, I don't think it, mate. We were. But that's a good sign for the rest of the season. He was delighted the goal was classed offside. The new rules for offside, though, are ridiculous. Singing from the same hymn sheet, Graham. Welcome to the club. Yeah. It's old Dylan himself, uh, made Miriam Williams. Uh, the Welsh wizard from Herefordshire. Oh, this is going to be some tough questions, I hear. Well, it drags on a bit. Collier's Welsh cheddar. Right, or he's put something in Welsh. Or good marker. It's... Do like a Welsh cheddar. This word here ain't even got any, like, vowels in it. You know? What's P-W-L-L? What's that say? I don't know. Maybe it's a typo. Yeah. Mm. Or, or it's probably Welsh, isn't it? Got two L's in it. Uh, question time. Uh, that's the Welsh we've just upset, by the way. Uh, can you explain the exemption form? Oh, he's done this with me already. What does the phrase accessibility refer to? Is it simply disabled accessing more? Yes. Yes. All right. So if you've got accessibility problems, you don't, you can. Yeah. So accessibility is a posh word for disability. Um, it's not. So accessibility is the whole suite of. Uh, right. Quick answer on this question, Sean. Can you confirm if you complete the exemption form that you get your money back to your account for yes. non attendance and not yes. counting the ballot? Yes. 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 Is the exception form required for each and every game? I believe it will be. Um, Yes. Yes. If you attend a game, it's been stated you must use the track and trace QR code. Does this mean that any person in the stand you are sitting in then test positive, all in the stand will have to self-isolate? No. No. Do you feel that even though the club has had time to prepare, that they have failed in being transparent due to the questions being raised regarding the exemption form? No. No. Can you confirm the number of supporters who took option one and can be in the ballot? 
and what proportion of the 2,000 lad will be allowed to season ticket holders and not corporate? So we, we've already discussed 66% of the 47,000, so it's 30,000 odd. And the percentage, you'd have to work out how many. So there's 4,000, look, there's, you can work it out. If it's weighted, you've got to work out how many each band and how it will be proportioned. I haven't done that, but approximately so basically, is 4,000. Uh, no, 4,000, oh. around 4,000 and 54,000. Do the maths. If you work out what 4,000 and 50,000 is, do the sums, you work out how many corporates should get if it's weighted fairly. Finally, for Claire, oh, Nigel, what do you think about Rita now being seen as a champion for small businesses when the move closed down Manny in the bowling area? Like she's, uh, the, she, uh, she's a champion of any business, uh, baffles me. Uh, her CV is just full. She's like Allardyce, you know. Brady's businesses don't go down, but then when she leaves, they do go down, basically. Unlike Rita. Well, allegedly. Uh, finally, for clarity and transparency, Sean? Yeah. Yeah? Picking up on something we said last week. Clarity and transparency. Two words you like, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you inform us all who your senior source is? And if not, why? There's not one senior source, and that's why it's a bit difficult. It's a... It's a, a, a um, tag used for a number of different senior sources. And if if you look at pretty much the whole board and the whole senior management, at one point I've talked to all of them. So it's it's more of a, uh, I don't know what the common term for a group of sources is. It's it's not one source, is short answer. A snake pit by the sounds of your sources, to be fair. Uh, Sean Cronin, uh, the man with the star after his name. <coughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's obviously he's won something. Uh, Cash's tackle on Haller m- looked more than a yellow card. Oh, that's the one who dived in, isn't he, on the touchline? It, it was like half hour late. Uh, Greenish's constant diving and feigning injury, and Duck was and Declan was, as we'd already mentioned, was lucky to get away with encroachment at the penalty. Dan Edwards, if you could only get rid of one, which would you choose? You ready? Yeah. Var, diving or Greelishing, as he calls it, GSB or Sean. <laughs> It's a bit unfair. I hope yeah. no one would choose me. Oh, it's not. Be no, fair, I would choose you, Sean. He didn't actually put you. <laughs> oh, you sod. Um, GSB. I don't know. That's quite that's harder than it sounds. Do you know what? I'd go for VAR, and I'll tell you why I wouldn't go for GSB, because at some point they will go, because nature will take yeah. its toll. Um. Yeah. So I would choose VAR. I would choose diving. Yeah, <laughs> I would as well. Right. Because well, you ain't going to choose GSB, are you? Dear, dear. Turkey's done. No, by the way, I've finished my calculation. I've worked out approximately that Club London hospitality is approximately six point. Uh, oh, I can't even read that. 
five seven percent of two thousand. That that is uh, one hundred and thirty three. So if it's fairly distributed, my sums are right. Corporate should get one hundred and thirty three of the two thousand. Is my best guess. So band five, realistically, I think band five is about twenty five percent. So that we may be right. We should be getting around five hundred tickets. Correct. Mm. Five thousand, you mean? No, five hundred. No, out of the two thousand. Oh, sorry, two thousand. That's right. Yeah, sorry. Nicholas Harvey, evening gents. He says Moyes decided to drop Alafrantonio just as most wanted, and then he's blowing out of his ass after ten minutes. Everyone seems to forget Antonio takes ages to get back to match fitness after an injury. He hoped Moyes would bring on Ben Rama and Allah at half time, and he did. No differing from Dave. Is he a changed man? <sighs> he says last week he was hashtag VAR out. He said this week, he said he's laughing. <laughs> An ugly win, who cares? Fifth place, no sympathy for Villa and that cheating. <clears throat> See you next Tuesday. Uh, or well, it won't be, but that's what he's calling him. Grealish. Fourth place off first, but you mentioned this. How far are we away from 13th or 14th? Four points. It's a very tight table, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So four points off top and four points off um, 14th. 13th. Yeah. 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 14th. Yeah. Uh, but our goal difference does us a favour. So we'd probably be twelve. Uh, ugly win. Who cares? Blah blah blah. He said the only one name to go on the back of a shirt. He says Brady. Brady out. Um, perhaps he means Liam. Yeah, I think he mm. does. He said actually. He says I mean Bonds. Uh, question time. Nigel, should Grealish get a retrospective ban for his disgraceful dive? Yes, I think we should get a free match ban. That's the only way you're going to stop it, to be fair. Sean, is winning every week getting dull? What does that no. mean? Winning, oh, uh, winning games. I thought you meant winning, certainly not Super 6, because I forgot to put one in again. No. Um, you meant the, he meant the ballot. Oh, no, not the ballot. He means winning games. <laughs> <laughs> winning the ballot every week. Is he getting bored? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, it's not. It's quite good. Again, a simple uh, question. That is an answer drawn out. Len, what's the waiting time of portraits? Um, 11 days at the moment. Actually, it's a good point. If you are going to order a portrait to get it printed, I recommend getting it this week. Including the weekend. Can I ask uh, how to, many how many hours a day you draw portraits? If that's not too an impertinent question, um, it will be at the moment. It's about twelve. It's usually ten, oh. but then I'll, I'll up it to about fourteen. Wow! Does the cleaner yeah, I keep mean, you going? Yeah, I mean, bring um, you like sandwiches and like um, hot uh, tea no. and stuff. No, because I've got to sort of move. I've got to move about and move my eyes as well because I'm looking the same distance all the time. I've got some more good news as well. Pie, pie attacks back this, this week with prizes and extra villains. I've added the moose and Jim White to it, so you can throw mince pies what at about them. Sean? I can you not add Sean? I no. was thinking of adding Sean, no. and I thought no, he didn't want to do it. I asked him, didn't I? You shouldn't ask him. Just do it. Then again, you know, when people are going to say, who's that fella? Yeah, who's that fella? I've never seen him before in my life. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, last 
but not least, Steve Brookhart says, evening all. He said, we've actually got three points, but we were very lucky. At Villa were a bunch of shameless diving expletives. They spend more time on their backs than Katie Price. He said, shame, because they've got some <laughs> decent players in that team. He said, as for the name on the back of the shirt, I'll have to wait and see what nickname Nigel gives me first before I decide. Uh, ooh, so what, Steve Brooker. His name's Steve Brooker. There you go. He's a chocolate taster at Cadbury's UK. Really? Yeah. What an interesting job. Sounds good. What a great job. I, I wouldn't get past fruit and nut, to be fair. That would just be... Or Double Decker. Uh, here you go. Double Sweet Decker. Two. That's his nickname, Steve right, right. Double Decker. Oh, I don't... Hang on. Like Is that, that made by Cadbury's, though? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Cadbury's Double Decker. Okay. I've got oh, no, my chocolate. Right. <sighs> Len probably did the advert for it. I do do Cadbury's. I did used to do Cadbury's. I made, uh, this is the first year I haven't done a Christmas ad, so I made my own. Made the Canning Town Lane Christmas ad. I'm going to release that this week as well. What is your famous, what is your the one you're most, the Christmas advert that you worked on, the TV one, you're most proud of? Um, did you do a John Lewis one ever? No. I'd done Debenhams. Well, JWT. What, what happened there, hey? Um, I'm not saying it's your fault. No, that was a good they stopped running it. Yeah, what I know, they, but they've gone bust today. They stopped running it. That's why today. Well, Sorry. you know, I'm not, you know, I haven't worked for, it's been, it's nearly a year now. Yeah, I'm not saying it's your fault, but. No, I know you're not saying you're, it's my fault. Well, Did you, you ever go. watch that film? Out of head in advertising. Steve Martin in it? No, wasn't it? Um, it the remade, you did Whitnall and I. What? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's him. Yeah, what it's Debenham Christmas advert game. was it? So we can look it up on YouTube. Which one? What year? I'm trying to think what one it was. Was it last it year or the year before? It would have been... Um, probably... Probably the year before. 2018, yeah? I can't remember what it was now. I remember they, they I'm went I'm down the wrong route because we, we were going to do an Oliver musical one that was much better. It, it started off, I'm looking at it now, and it says The Uncle. And it's got um, it's got a dinosaur. Is that the one? No? can't remember that. doesn't ring a bell. Oh. Okay, we think some other podcast gold. Anyway, yeah, I know. <laughs> sorry, yeah, my fault. Kev says, uh, or Tigger, he said, as good as Creswell and Masuaka have been in three to five, uh, would you consider it's a priority to buy a new left back in the window? Uh, not for me, actually. But it's bare. No, not bare. I wouldn't say it's priority, would you? Uh, he then says we could alternate the four three three rice Sue check four nails in the middle and allowing us to play three of these four players Ben Rama, Antonio Bowen or Haller. Um Mark Reaper or Kevin as we like to call him uh says uh, Nigel, thank you kindly for trying to read my tweet out last week, but Sean rudely interrupted you. Well he's done it every week. 
he's going to retweet it as he's got a business idea for Sean and the podcast. Oh. So he says, I'm too tight to pay for XWH employee. Will Sean give me free transfer news and gossip? Alternatively, Sean, can you offer a different patron service to X with monthly specials such as free senior sources dildos for a lower monthly subscription than the competition? Brady out. Brady out. Who was that? Was that Kev from yeah. Twitter? So what am I doing? Uh, could you set up a patron service where you give out news, but then also you give away like a, a free dildo? Yeah, but I'd give it for free anyway. Yeah. I mean, it, well, interestingly, and I'll run this past you, and this is a serious thing. Someone did approach us on Clarence Hugh and said, you know, I'd pay a, a, a monthly fee for an advert free version of Clarence Hugh. So for £5, you get rid of the adverts. Just buy a blocker. That's what I do. Well, to be fair. That's revenue you're talking about. You don't take... You, got you a, don't tell people how sausages are made, Len. Well, you do if you work in advertising. I'm allowed to say get a blocker. Bollocks don't. If they're not going to have me make the ads, What's fuck the rule? Block the, the first ads. rule? If you don't pay for a product... You become the product. You become That's not the, the first rule. You've only just learned that recently. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the first rule is, no, I won't say it. Go on, Don't say understand. it. Is it rude? No, it's not rude. No, you it's should just say it. Go on. We're all friends, eh? Is it just the eight, oh, nine of us? Go where the money is. That's the first rule. Yeah. Don't advertise. I noticed a year getting, I spoke about this before, didn't I? I don't know if I spoke about it privately, but EE just go too low. They they take their their age demographic too low, and they're getting criticised now for this awful um, ad with the the girl singing in whose name suddenly escapes me as usual. Rita Ora. Rita Ora. Who, who played then had a, a secret thirty-year-old uh, birthday with thirty people while in lockdown, and said, "I'm really no, sorry." Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they they don't get it that you got to appeal to the people who have got the cash, and they don't do that. And they appeal to the, the the teeny boppers who got nothing, yeah. like the guy in Wayne's World says. The guy who runs the amusement arcade, kids no shit. As long as they put the quarters in, who gives a damn? Yep. Paul Sanders, true, the Colonel. He says, "Evening, jerks. Three words: cheating, diving, bastard." That's it. Uh, DJ Russ, the button monkey himself. He said, oh, call him a button monkey. Sorry. What DJ, you, I did call him is. DJ. Uh, I watched him make My bread the other day, to be fair. Did you? Yeah. I don't know what bread it was. Looks all right. He keeps talking about artisan bread. Ain't got a clue what he's talking about. Um, But I might give it a go. I'll have to film it having a go. That would be quite funny, wouldn't it? Can I make bread like Russ? I'm not sure. Anyway, since the last player I'd on the back of my shirt was Razor. Well, and his favourite cheese is Black Bomber. bit revealing. I don't know Black Bomber. No. There's a joke there, but I won't go there. Ian Gravit, friend of the show. Ben Rama, two assists despite not starting. 
Saw someone moaning about Boeing, yet he scored. People are moaning about anything, he, believe me. You know, you know. Uh, he said he would have Dick's number three uh, on the shirt. But he's got a shirt with Morley 9 on it from years back. And he likes a mature wick farm. Obviously, that's the cheese. Yeah. Uh, not a day out. Uh, Barry Meekle, he says, good afternoon from snowy Canada. Good afternoon, Barry. Cheese. Lovely place, Canada. Still haven't yeah. been. Canadian cheddar. Oh, well, yeah. I've got a cousin that lives in Canada. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's my dad's cousin, but I suppose he's my cousin as well, isn't he? Uh, Southampton fan. There you go. Uh, he loves a bit of rule. R-O-U-L-E. With being yeah, probably. yeah. Rule, 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 Also partial to mild blue with chutney. He says. Okay. He's got a potential solution for VAR. Let's run with it. At the point the ball is kicked, if part of the body the player substantially scores with his offside, the goal should be disallowed. If not, it's a goal. Now, I like that. So what he's saying is, if if the, if the his arm is offside where the sleeve is, but he scores with his feet and his feet are onside, then the goal should stand. But if his foot is offside, while the rest of him isn't, and he scores with the foot, it's not a goal. But if the foot is offside, but his head is onside, and he heads the goal, then it's a goal. I quite like that. What do you think? Mm, I like it, but we're not getting getting the job done, are we? We need to simplify it. I suppose you could put a chip in the in the end of the the boot. I mean, can I know I, that won't help the head. Can I but... make a radical suggestion? No offsides. Ditch. Yeah, yeah. No offsides. Be interesting now, wouldn't it? It would. It would change the game completely. No offsides. Did that? Did someone try that in the last few years? Who was it? Or my dreaming? No, I don't know. We used to do that at kids. It would be interesting, wouldn't it? You just it? have goal hangers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just someone at the back post just standing there. Standing just there. Lump it up to him. <laughs> uh, if, when we used to play five-a-side, um, I, I worked out a great tactic, which was say to my mate, I don't want you to come back and defend. I want you to just stand in front of the goal um, or in front of the penalty area. Just stand there. I said, leave it to us, the three, the, the other three of us, to defend. And then what we used to do, this is probably a bit of Sam Allardyce tactic, but he actually won us a cup. Is that Then what would happen is I would work, I would gamble on us being able to tackle the ball. And as soon as we won the ball, we just hit it upfield to him. And he was left there free to score. Now you can't have offsides Easy. from five aside. Um, and and it was unbelievable how we never got found out with that tactic. 
we played it time and time again and people would get carried away and then we all we had to do was just nick the ball bang he was on and gone that was it and yeah, we're free hours. No, yeah. I think we're getting there. <laughs> he said anyway, he said the uh, shirt names, he never really had names, but he always went with Ray Stewart, a fellow Scots. Hey. Next up, we've got Norm. All right, Norm, how you doing? Norm the Gnome, he says. Reading some of the responses, many of them are over my head. Well, you are a bit on the short side, though, Norm, to be fair. He said, but in response to your question, he said, I was brought up in the belief that you only needed to cheat the win if you weren't as good as your opponent. It's sport watching the game for me personally. He was happy the result, though, and he's happy to see us in fifth. He hopes that the FA gets to grips with his cheating, or it'll be more like a circus show than we knew as football. He says, as is for a recommendation, if a player is caught cheating, ban them for the rest of the season, uh, they'll think twice before taking the dive three minutes after the tackle. Football is a contact sport. That's why we enjoy it. Let's keep it that way. Uh, favourite cheese, he said, is Lenning Town Brie. If that ain't a cheese, it should be. Nice. There you go. Lenning like Town. Sounds somewhere in Russia, doesn't it? Does Lenning Town Brie. Uh, and thus, in this, this week's Facebook, Twitter, <whistles> questions and answers time. How are you doing? I miss Super Six, right? And I, I'm really kicking myself. Um, Do you want me to have a look, Sean? I bet you've remembered it, haven't you? <laughs> when you're, you're in the top ten, aren't when you? When you're flying, I song, you make sure you. I do just it. can't believe. Sean, I, why are we talking? Why are you talking about Super Six? If they would have allowed that Villa go, I would have got my two-two right, and that would have been the third week of predictions on the truck. Well, them oh, predictions yeah. that I hate doing. Bad night, Sean. But I'm hoping everybody else uh, had a bad night. Is is the game still going on? They're not over yet. Which one? Is there a game today? Um, but well, I predicted Liverpool two 0 They're winning one 0 Oh shit! I've forgotten tonight. again tonight. Oh, did you? I can't believe it. This, I've forgotten again. All oh, right. See, this is why I don't do it, because, you know... Oh. Um, I can't believe I it. I had Man City to win 3-1. I've got here. Oh, uh, still playing. So the games are still going on. They're all in injury time. Oh, shit. So I've got... Is this Yes, yeah, Man City to Uh-oh. win 3-1. They're drawing 0-0 with Porto. So I need... Oh, no, I did, I, did, I did put it in. Oh, right. Sorry, I'll I I tell a lie. Bayern Munich to win 2-1. Uh, they're they're drawing one all. Bournemouth to win. I add uh, that game's finished. Uh, Bournemouth lost to Preston at home three two. Yeah. Um, and then Birmingham. So I should have gone one. I should have gone one nils. Yeah. I've gone two nils. And I two nil wrong. Brentford after changing it on one nil and Brentford have won one nil. But they're still playing. So I've only got four points. What you got, Sean? Four points. Oh right, no damage done. I went, I went for, uh, I went for uh, one nil on on Brentford, and it went two nil, and I went two nil on Liverpool, and it's one nil. Yeah. Um. There we go. Anyway, 
At least I remembered. And I've got to remember again for Saturday. Anyway, let's do... Um, we'll just fill in some time so we can get to the three-hour point. Uh, let's do predictions. Uh, who will get a, <laughs> a ballot? Um, uh, well, I don't think Lem will get one. Do you? What would you nah. think? I've just I had... think this is... This is going to be a classic step-toe type line where Nigel gets to go and you don't. Well, I can't. I've just realised someone's just read out. I can't use. I, I let you know earlier. I can't really use my track and trace app though, can I? No, because you're not supposed to be out. Yeah, that's you done. That is me that's done. You finished. That is me finished. Hang on a minute though. Wasn't there a rule that if you could get it, you could transfer it to a friend? Can't yours? They're not, not doing that no, now. You can't. No, you had to be. You'd have had to already transfer your ticket. You can't transfer the ticket to a friend. Oh, it wasn't individual tickets. No. It was it, the whole the whole season. Oh, I see. Are you available? So let's say you do win it. You and Charlie win a ticket. Are you actually available? Can you get off your pie duty to go on? Well, Kickoffs um, five thirty. Oh, it is, yeah. So the only kickoffs really I struggle with are twelve thirty on a Saturday. Okay. Uh, and naturally, of course, if we had a twelve thirty Saturday game, then uh, deliveries would be short and few. Yeah, and you are. Um, uh, oh, I can't remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do predictions for the Man United game. Five thirty kickoff. Uh, Man United are doing well. Uh, Len, I'm going to give you, if you want the 1-0, you can go for it. We'll start with you, Len. No, it won't be 1-0. I'm going to go for the Desmond again. The 2-2. The 2-2. Wow. Um, Nigel? I, I, I think I think we'll lose this one. Oh, really? I think Man United's firepower will have something to say. I think we'll lose, yeah. Yeah, 2-1. 2-1. All right. Well, I'm going to go for 1-0 win because I like using my 1-0 wins, even though I stole it last week and it didn't come up. And before we go, because I just want to... We're at well, look, I've got something for you quickly, feel... yeah? Oh, go on. All right. So, they've announced the BBC Sports Personality of the Year contenders. Name the footballer yeah. that made the list. One footballer. Can you guess? Premier League This year, Marcus Rashford. Yeah. English footballer. Marcus Rashford. Rashford. Right. No. Jordan Henderson. Kane. Why? Exactly. Oh. You tell me. Because he's from Liverpool. Stuart Broad, I suppose he's took 500 wickets this year, but I can't see him winning it. Some girl called Holly Doyle. I don't know who she is. Tyson Fury, obviously. Uh, Lewis Hamilton. Jordan Henderson and Ronnie O'Sullivan. Right. I mean... Anyway, for me, if, out of that, you've got to go Lewis Hamilton because he's become the greatest driver in this sport ever. Although he's got COVID, he's going to miss the next Grand Prix. Like him or love him or hate him or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we go, because it is a cheese podcast, what's your fate? I'm going to start with Cropwell, Bishop Stilton. Love a little bit of Stilton, I do. So Cropwell, British, British Stilton. It's what I've got for Christmas. Uh, Nottinghamshire, Blue Stilton. What, what's your favourite cheese? following our question Len um, I think uh, my favourite is Marks and Spencer's Welsh Cheddar okay and, I recommend uh, that and lastly Nigel well, I, I mean I'm not really a, a cheesy person to be fair <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm Big Sean, Nigel has been. Oh, Cheddar. <laughs> and Lennon's been. You've been on for three hours. I can't believe we've been on for three hours. Cheese on toast. Hey. Come on, you irons. Oh. Little Cheddar's up there as well. I only wanted to do a short one. Thrills. Yeah. 